Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face, episode 281 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield. I'm here to guide you through the next couple hours of intense gaming discussion. And alongside me to do that is Matthew Kyle. What's up, Matt? Hey there, demons. It's me, your boy. <laughs> what was that show we were just talking about? BuzzFeed Unsolved. BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, I have not, I've not watched the show. Matt highly another, recommends it. Yes, another show with a Shane. Oh, that's, yeah, yes. he says the co-host is named Shane. Yeah. And he actually has a fan club called... Yes. His, fan, his fan club are the Shaniacs. What y'all waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. I would never want a fan club around me. That would make me very uncomfortable, I believe. Um, how's your week been, Matt? Um, pretty good. I mean... Uh, slow is... I mean, a <laughs> slow little bit. Slow, slow in, in the game sense, yeah. But yeah. there was Thanksgiving, there was baking... Um, I made a pumpkin pie and a uh, chocolate and mousse cheesecake for that. Nice. Um, and then I uh, got my booster on Friday. Oh, you did? Uh, How'd you feel? Fine. Did you feel anything? Like, no. I mean, sore sore arm and a little, like, kind of, a little, like, tired Off. and achy, like, the next yeah. day. But, like, you know, it was, like, maybe this is just for people with allergies. But you ever take, like, antihistamines? And you wake up the next day, and you're just like, "Oh, that's nice." Like yeah, you just yeah. Sort of relax. It's just sort of. It ended up being a muscle relaxant in addition yeah, to yeah. taking it. It was like that. It felt like that. It was it was kind of nice. Gotcha. And then uh, Sunday, people came over. We played some board games. And uh, yesterday, I did nothing of value whatsoever. <laughs> and today, I'm here. Uh, I really did nothing special on Thanksgiving. I watched the three football games, and I played video games in between. No new games, I would add. It has been a very slow week, not just for game releases, but just for gaming in general because no one's been around. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been out. Like Eurogamer, the European guys were still doing stuff, so we had stuff to curate to the site, but all the U.S. guys still haven't really come back online yet. Yeah, it was. A, I mean, I guess after last year, everybody's taken their, taking their time. Because nobody could go to Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so mine was chill. I hope yours was too. Hope you had a ton of good food uh, and you had got to spend some time with good people and your family and all that jazz. We are back. Um, we only have, Matt, I think two, maybe three more episodes of Game Face before yeah. we call it quits for the holidays. Yeah, it'll be, um, yeah, two. Because you're, you're going like the 18th, 19th? In there Around there. Like yeah, what's, so we- the, what's that Tuesday? The 14th. So the 14th and then the 20th. So I have to and stay the after the 20th. Yeah. They only have two left fun. people. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I can squeeze in one a little earlier before I leave and Matt can too. Actually, you know what? I, can, I couldn't do it on the 21st. You couldn't even if you... No. I got stuff I got to do a little too early. I mean, we could do it like in the morning. Okay. But like... We'll figure it out. But... I feel like you want to be back there before, you know, three days before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Because I have a lot of shopping to do. I can't yeah. do it here. I have to go home and then yeah, you shop. Car- you can't carry everything. No, and I don't want to ship everything over there and yeah. all that stuff. So, so yeah, um, we got next week, and then I guess 14th would have to be game of the year. Yeah. So it looks like two episodes minimum, a third episode, about a 25% chance at this point. Mm-hmm. So we are winding things down. Like I guess we, we could do the, the game of the year episode on a different day. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe yeah. do it a little earlier than the Tuesday uh, because mm. it's completely separate from everything else. Um, the other thing, too, is that I'm working on Dossier right now for December, and there's actually like – Five or six pretty big games coming out before the end of the year. Um, what is it? Uh, there's Halo. Halo, yeah. Obviously, that's the biggest that's one. That's the biggest. And there's, they're not, like, huge. They're just kind of games that were delayed and, like, just barely made it was, in before uh, the end of the it? year. What's that? The Hyperlight Drifter semi Yep, Solar Ash Solar is Ash. coming. Um, there's a really cool dragon fighting game that's coming called, like, Eternal something or other. It looks like Lair 2. 
hmm. which may be a death sentence. But yeah, I, don't, I don't think they'd like you saying that. Yeah, I doubt it either. It killed Factor 5. Um, so anyway, we're, we'll get all that stuff there's figured out. There's Endwalker, but we're not going to play that. Yeah, so. definitely not. <laughs> um, so there's all that stuff coming. Um, again, as I always say, follow Sifted on Twitter, at Sifted Games, because we announce everything there. Anytime, Century, Age of Ashes. Yeah, Century, Age of Ashes. I think yeah. I've seen like, yeah, I've seen that cover, so I didn't realize it was something worth paying attention to. Yep, Final Fantasy XIV, Endwalker, the last right. huge expansion for Final Fantasy XIV is launching here in like a week. Oh, I don't think it's going to be the last. Did I say the last? Yeah. Oh, um, the, the latest, latest is what I should have said. I don't think that thing's over. By oh, no, not at all. And this is like its biggest expansion yeah. ever. They just delayed like, it. I'm, I'm going to eventually buckle down and, and get to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like maybe next it's summer. It's a huge commitment, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I I mean, I, I don't see time for it. Like, It's hard to find time. If I'm yeah. trying to keep up with current stuff. How do finding you find the time? I mean, if it's the only thing you can fo- got to focus on, cool. But like, I hear you. I mean, I haven't even finished all the storylines in Swotor. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of games from this year that I haven't yeah. finished. That's one thing I started realizing. I also over hate the having holiday. to navigate the uh, the Square Enix account buy things for the account store system, which inevitably puts it on the wrong account, and then I can't get my money back. For, like, no right. That that I, it amazes me that Square Enix is like website account management system is almost unchanged from Final Fantasy XI's launch. Yeah. Like it is ancient. Which was terrible. And it even uses some of the same like that. We Remember that? Remember when Japan started doing online play stuff and all their UI was that weird sort of everything was like a circle and nothing yeah. made any sense. Yeah, yeah. It was all like based on like the, the computer screens and lane serial experiments. You yeah. Know, like anime yeah. from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just like that's not how anyone wants to browse anything, <laughs> guys. Like stop yep. it. But yeah. like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 11 and 14's website will not give up that ghost. They're just like, we are going to confuse the shit out of you and charge you 70 bucks while we do it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so but there, it is a really good game. Yeah. So there haven't really been any big release game releases the last week. There have been a surprisingly a lot of just stories somehow breaking, mm-hmm. despite the fact Can't that everyone's... The, the volume's low. The volume for what is low? Master volume. Oh, the master volume. Hmm, interesting. It's the same exact volume as last week. It literally wow. hasn't been touched since last week, and nobody complained last week. So I'm not sure what to make of that. I know. Multi- more than one person is saying it's too low. All right, well, I'm going to bump it up, and then in five minutes, someone will complain that the sound is clipping. Clip, clip. <laughs> shake, shake. It's, can't ever win. Um, anyway, it has been a slow week for game releases. Mm-hmm. Um, like none, really, which makes sense if you're a publisher – do you want to release a game during the Thanksgiving break when everyone's traveling and not really buying yeah. stuff? Um, I uh, I did pick up the that League of Legends RPG, Ruined King. Oh, you did? But I never got a chance to play I, it. I honestly played like 40 minutes of it, not enough to talk about it yeah. today you on know, the show. You know what I actually played more than anything? Not that I played a lot of anything, but I, the mo- what I played the most is Skyrim <laughs> for the fifth time or <laughs> it's something. Crazy, it's crazy, like, man. What? Why? Yeah, well, why? Well, the funny thing is because they added, like, the Creation Club stuff and some of that. Like, there's new stuff in it. So a couple times I felt like, I don't remember this part. And, like, and a whole new quest opened up, and I got a dwarf horse. Like, an Weird. invincible dwarven machine horse. And I was like, that's cool. And, like, this new new uh, ingredients I found, and I had to figure out what those were. It was, it was neat because it was, like, because, uh-huh. you know, it's on the par. You know, this is, like, the, the Creation Club stuff you got with the, uh, you know, with the, the anniversary edition. And it was, like... Um, you know, it's on par with like the main, you know, the the, the Bethesda produced stuff for the most part, mm-hmm. and like it was kind of neat to like new Skyrim, 
Like, and I'm playing it with no mods because I want the. I was I'm going because I I've had that copy of Skyrim on my Xbox One for years and have no achievements unlocked because I played with mods <laughs> that disables achievements. Right, right. Um, so I'm like, I'm just gonna play vanilla and get the achievements, and it's like, oh, it's basically like the Elder Scrolls carry weight simulator. Like it's just <laughs> like, like, like why stop are you, doing why are you that, doing it? RPG people. <laughs> like I'm putting points in stamina just to be able to carry more things. I don't even care about like being able to swing a sword. I'm a magic user, but yeah. Like, it's fun, you know. It's it's cool, and and I gotta say, um, it doesn't matter like how many years it is when that theme kicks in on that title screen. You're like, yeah, let's go! Like it's like <laughs> Skyrim. <laughs> like <laughs> that's funny. That's all you're gonna get for the next what five years until they make the next one. Yeah, so. I honestly think right now I have like ten or twelve games from this year that I got to different points of completion. Mm-hmm. Um, I started like kind of cataloging that stuff over Thanksgiving, and I was like, "What can I play over the break or whatever?" And there's so many games that I got 12 hours into, 15 mm-hmm. hours into, 18, 25, or whatever. Um, and will I go back and polish those off? I'd like to think I will, but 50-50 if it actually happens. Um, before we get started, a couple things. First of all, a bunch of you guys subscribed with Twitch Prime as soon as we started the show, and I want to thank you guys for that. Tiny 2K, thank you for giving away all the subs. Um, let's see, where did they start? Um, Noob Taylor, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, Threadzilla, thank you for Twitch Prime. Who else? I thought there was a couple more. I think I saw um, Swanland was uh, also subscribed to Twitch Prime. Appreciate it, you guys. Um, it's awesome. JM Rain, thank you for gifting all the subs to our audience. That's great. Looks like everyone's saying the audio is better, which is good. Um, okay. All right. I think that's all of them. Nope. Three, El Hugo, thank you for Twitch Prime. Nox Aetronitis, thank you for Twitch Prime. Metal Gear Jimmy, thank you for Twitch Prime. You guys are awesome. We really need it this month. This is a holiday season. Um, tomorrow is the day our, Patre- our Patreon turns over, mm. which is te- always terrifying. And tomorrow it's December when I need to spend a lot of money, and it's mm. really terrifying tomorrow. Um, December, obviously, is when everybody has to outlay a lot of cash. I'm not excluded from that. Um, so if you guys have, like, slacked on subscribing with Twitch Prime, could you do it this month? That'd be great. Um, it still surprises me that so many people have no streaks. So for Pactor Factor, we get, like, our report from Twitch, who subscribed, how many months in a row. Some of our biggest fans who are on the show every week chatting it up with us, interacting with us during the show, have, like, a one-month streak. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, they must be so... in intensely involved in our discussion that they forget to just click the button. I don't know. Um, but it would be really great if you could just do it this month. If you've laughed or you've decided you don't want to do it anymore, you could do it for December. It would really be awesome. It would really help me a lot. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. But I also have some great news, Matt. So we had our t-shirt sale over Black Friday and they sold out. <laughs> Thank you. God, <laughs> they're gone. Well, they're not gone yet. All the stuff still needs to get shipped out. But we actually, we do have one shirt left. There is a small of the sifted, the black sifted army t-shirt left. That's the only one left. Uh, somebody wants to go snag that, who wears the small, that'd be awesome. They're only 10 bucks. I'm just going to leave the price at 10 bucks because there's that one shirt left. And I'm just hoping at that price it will go too. Uh, so I can ship all that stuff out to you guys. It'll all be going out here in the next few days. If you live in Europe, Obviously, you're going to have to be a little more patient with getting the shirts. If you live in the U.S., you'll probably have them by the weekend or, like, mm-hmm. next Monday. Like, they get to you really quick if you're in the U.S. So 
thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for going and buying up the shirts. I wish you had bought them at full price. It would have been great, but whatever. I'm just glad that they're gone. Um, and now we can move on to the next batch of stuff. Another note, I have knee surgery on Friday. I'm not looking forward to that. I have my COVID test tomorrow I have to go take before they'll let me have the surgery. There's all this mm. pre-stuff I've had to do. I already went and did like a physical and had blood taken to make sure I'm not going to die on the operating table. Um, but I'm all good. I've been cleared, provided I pass my COVID test tomorrow. And I have knee surgery on Friday. So that's kind of another wrinkle for the show for the rest of the year. I think I'm going to feel okay for next Tuesday. I'll have three days to recoup, and it's a scope. They're not actually like splitting my knee wide open, um, and I don't think I go under. I'm not 100% sure about that. You sh- they should be able to local that. I he had think. asked me if I wanted to watch the surgery, yeah. which I said no. <laughs> I will say, though, I, I, my instinct was, would be to say no to things like that, but if you put that in front of me, I will watch. I, I learned that during my colonoscopy. I w- if you put an HD monitor of my own intestine in front of you, I will watch it. <laughs> Instead of falling asleep. <laughs> I would. And then make... I will ask you, can I see my appendix? Because I worry about that. And he's like, you look, he's like, clean as a whistle. Looks great. I'm like, awesome. Like, great. Here's what I would Fascinating. say. Fascinating. I would probably watch it after the fact. So if they mm. recorded it and then I went home and they sent me the file and I could wait a couple days to watch it, I probably would. Live? No effing way. <laughs> Not happening. I'm cool. I'll just let him do his thing and hopefully everything works out okay. So anyway... Uh, that's on Friday. I'm I should be good. Like next week, my leg might be like propped up or whatever underneath the table, uh, but I'll do my best to make it happen. You guys know I'm dedicated, and I'll do everything I can to make sure I'm here for another episode on Tuesday. It's a long intro, which is good because there's not a lot to talk about <laughs> this week. Um, and then finally, something that kind of happened on the site over the last couple days is related to Jim Sterling. Um, did you see his latest video or her. their her? Is it there or her? Uh, I think either, but I believe she prefers her. Okay, her that changes a lot recently. I think she's it's figuring, hard to keep track. She's figuring things out. I think. Okay, so um, we're, we're, we'll keep up as best we can. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. She published a video talking about how she was angry that people are giving Call of Duty Vanguard decent review scores. He, she, sorry, I'm, it's impossible for me. I've been, I've known Jim forever. It's really hard for me to change. Um, she believes that critics should have docked the scores of the game because of what Activision and Blizzard has done to its employees. Mm. And honestly, like there has not been a story that lit up with comments on Sifted like that for weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, like immediately, it was just. Everybody was in there wanting to talk about it and discuss it. How do you feel about it, Matt? I think the review of a of a product or a, or a work is separate from you know whatever horrible things happened. You know, like if I was gonna um, review like Rosemary's Baby or Macbeth, uh, Polanski's Macbeth, I would not ding the score because Polanski's a rapist. Right. I would maybe mention it. I would yeah. be like, hey, like. You know, that's what happened. Or even, even you know, less whatever. You know, like, the reason he made Macbeth is be- to, to basically uh, uh, vent rage over what happened with the Manson murders, mm-hmm. you know, with his wife and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's re- it's relevant, but it's uh, it's not necessarily something I would want to put in my, you know, review for all time um, because it's not really related to the game. Although, unless you think... I mean, you do bring up a good point, too. These reviews are forever. Yeah, unless you think, like, the quality of Vanguard... If you think the quality of Vanguard 
or lack thereof is because this was happening at Activision. I mean, but I don't know I feel any like way to ha- know that. I feel like you'd have to know that. Yeah. You can't you just that. think that. You'd have to know that it affected it in some like, way. Like, I, you know, because that's the thing is, like, I agree with her on her condemnation of Activision. And, all, yeah, you know, we, we obviously we talked about it yeah. last, last week, the exact same thing. But using a review of a product or a work of art as part of that activism is weird to yeah, me yeah, because yeah, I agree in it. part because it dam- you know it can damage the the works viability which is also affecting the people who have been negatively affected yeah by what the about the that, thousand people who worked on yeah, that product like who you, had nothing to do with any of like that. you can't really throw that product under the bus completely and not hurt the people who've already been hurt by the thing you are protesting about yeah. and even that you know that was in the, in the end why i ended up buying diablo 2 resurrected was because the people i knew at blizzard you know some of them who, who were affected by what had happened over mm-hmm. the years um, all said, like, the only people you're hurting if you refuse to buy it is us, not the people in charge. You know, the people who perpetrate this, you know, this is a different thing. Like, the, the justice for that is going to come from, or was at the time, was going to come from California that was suing them and, and taking them to court and then giving them nothing as a penalty in mm-hmm. the end. But, like, still, like, that was the idea. So, um, yeah, I don't I, – I, and also because, like, how do you quantify that? How many, yeah. how many, how many points, how many points off is, is, <laughs> is uh, horrible sexual harassment and, and rape ignorant? And how, do the, how does that deduction get affected by the number of people who are actually involved right. in like, the Right, like is it offenses? 0.1 per like, sex pest? It's or like absurd. What? I don't, like, I don't know how you quantify The whole that. thing's absurd. Unless you're just saying, like, yeah. give it a zero until they clean their act up, which I guess is a, an extreme way to, to, to go about it. But I do think – you can um, maybe not give coverage to that's something, yeah. But Activision, also, I think like you know what's general? really going to do it is what we talked about last week, where Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft say, "Clean your Apply stuff up, or we're not going to put you on our platform anymore." Yeah, like money talks, not review scores. No yeah. one cares about. Review I, I agree with anymore. you 100 percent on this. It there's. I do appreciate the whole her thing feeling. Is absurd. I do appreciate her feeling of like nothing's working. We have to do something. Maybe maybe yeah. this will work. Like I I understand does, her frustration on that. <laughs> it won't. Um, I just don't. Like 15 years from now, when presumably Activision Blizzard has long since cleaned up its act and people have forgotten mm-hmm. all about this, that review's still there. Mm-hmm. Where you go on a tirade about how a few people at Activision Blizzard were scumbags and you decided to like massacre the game with your review score. It makes no sense to me. I do understand what you're <laughs> saying, though. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate that maybe. She's reached the desperation point where she's yeah. like, "What else can we do?" And she's grasping yeah. at straws. Because well, the other that's thing, exactly gotta, what she's doing. And the other thing you got to remember is she, at straws. Yeah. Well, the other thing you got to remember is she has been banging this drum about Activision for years and years. You know, mm-hmm. she knew. You know, a lot of people knew, but mm-hmm. she knew and was willing to st- talk about it public about what was happening behind the scenes and that kind of. You know, she's talked about that for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like, ah, whatever. You know, and now here it is. It's all it's all in the open, and still nothing's really happening yet. I mean, yeah. it looks like things might be moving ahead, especially if Kodak doesn't get to stay in his position. We'll see if you know the dislodging a CEO in, in these days, this day and age, is like trying to take out a tick with a piece of tissue paper but like <laughs> it's just like you know like i understand where she's coming from but really the more likely thing in 20 years is going to be people like there was a call of duty called vanguard yeah <laughs> like no one's gonna remember that game yeah. came out yeah um it would be another thing if vanguard was a wildly popular exciting entry to try to ding it or make it the center of, a, mm-hmm. of that kind of like the, the germination of that conversation for people who might not normally know about it or talk about it 
But I haven't heard anyone mention Vanguard in a month. Yeah. Outside of like when we yeah. had to talk about it because it came out. Like it's, you know. Realistically, you have two options. You have the closest thing to what she is suggesting to me would be just don't cover their products at all. Yeah. Just Which don't. I think, you know, that's a fair. I mean, if you're going to give up the, the traffic for, and the for ad ethical revenue stance, and everything. That's, that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. Like, yeah, do that. And then the other option would be to review the game and judge it based upon what's in the actual game. And then if you want to, include a note that yeah. says, during the development of this game, Activision Blizzard was accused yeah, like of... slap a disclaimer at the top and bottom of the review and... and I mean, the other part of this too, Matt, is that, like, right now, a lot of stuff is just accusations. Like, nothing's been proven in the court of law, so jumping to conclusions and things like that, probably not a good idea right now. Like... I mean, we, you know, individual people can, you know, we're, we're not a court of law. We can think what we want. Oh, sure. I'm no not re- telling anyone yeah. what to think. But, if you also, if you're, if you're an outlet like an IGN or whatever, like you got a legal department to answer to. Yeah. And that turns into libel because pretty quickly. I mean, that's why I always say. That's why you got to say allegedly. Yeah, or reportedly. Mm-hmm. That's why I say that stuff on Game Phase all the time. It may annoy the crap out of you, but legally you have to say it. Mm-hmm. And we're not big enough to where someone would even would come after us. But still, I'm going to cover my ass. Oh, you never know. You never know. But the There's truth is... petty enough to do that. There are, but I don't think they would. But I'm just not taking a chance. Not the big corporations, but like, you know... Back in the day, back when he was a pistol and a firecracker, Derek Smart would have come after someone, <laughs> someone of his size. I'm friends with Derek. It's been interesting. Derek's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's, 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 I've talked to him many times. He's he's a, he's super smart and has his like name ton is of cool ideas. Yeah, he's a ton of great ideas. But goddamn, I cannot play those damn battle cruiser games <laughs> to save my life. He's like the he's a progenitor of that stuff. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's pretty amazing. And uh, he's not making a cent off Star Citizen. What's that about? Yeah, he invented that scam. I know, damn it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets grief on social media from his friends about a lot of stuff like that. So so anyway, there's the longest intro in the history of Game Face. Derek Smart, Derek Smart, Derek Smart, <laughs> desktop commander. I think we're ready to get on with the show proper. Speaking like I said, we don't have a bunch of games to cover. Speaking of today. terrible people. What? Oh, the the something awful guy. Oh. He died. Who? Low tax. I don't even know who that is. He was the founder and owner of something awful. For a long, long time. I mean, I remember hearing of something awful. Yeah, but, but he died recently oh. uh, for uh, terrible reasons. But uh, oh. he was he was also revealed to be not not amazing. That's not surprising. No. <laughs> Based well, upon what I – the little things I remember about something awful. Somehow mm-hmm. the founder not being the best person does not surprise me. No. No. <laughs> remember, something awful is why 4chan exists. I know. Yeah. You can draw a straight line from the oh, banning yeah. of anime from something awful to today. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, let's get on with episode 281 proper. Uh, we're going to talk first about Valve. Um, I feel like for a lot of people, Valve has been transitioning back to the company that, that a lot of people want it to be. It started making games again. It launched Half-Life Alex. It revived the Half-Life franchise. It just announced and is about ready to launch, I believe, the Steam Deck. I haven't heard anything about Steam Deck for a while, have you? I mean, we heard that it got delayed. Uh, like, the, the the version that was supposed to ship by Christmas got pushed to next year, so that was thrown out. Um, so I think a lot of people are starting... Uh, J- uh, Sterling goes by they now. They. So, we, so we I actually had it right there. the first we time. We were right the first time. So we should have been saying they that whole time. Okay. Apologies. Apologies to Jim. Um, does, does Do they have a different name that 
um, they want to go by? Uh, the name, their name is James Stephanie Sterling now. Um, is yeah. it okay to call them Jim? I am not entirely sure. Uh, I, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's still the Jimquisition, but that might just be because that's a great it's a brand. Name, yeah. A brand. Uh, from what I've seen, I have seen people call them Steph more okay. than, but that might be their friends. Which I don't know. I don't know Sterling at all, so I don't know what I should call them necessarily. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Jim seems to be kind of a doing business as name because it's such an established brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, uh, but Steph seems to be the name they're going by. Okay, we're doing the best we can here. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Valve. Um, I feel like a lot of people are starting to assume that Valve is going to do start doing a lot more of the stuff people had wished it had been doing all along. Um, unfortunately, we got some news that kind of goes against that ideal this week um, when it was revealed that Half-Life 3 is still not in development. This was reported by Valve News Network's Tyler McVicker. Um, he claims he receives his... He, I can't speak today. He claims he received his information through data mines of regularly updated Valve software like Steam, Dota 2, and stuff like that. Um... And he says instead that Valve is working on a shooter RTS hybrid that it is developing specifically to support Steam Deck because of the controls that people will be using on Steam Deck, which are basically just console controls. Matt, are you surprised by this news at all? No. If Half-Life 3 is in development, then the world's coming to an end. There's, There's... I, that would be the sign of some kind of apocalypse. Wait, do you think it's never coming? Mm-mm. No, you wait. I do not expect to see half to play Half Life Three in my lifetime. No, really? How come? Because they're just never going to do it. Why? It's easier to if just make making, money off making Steam. But if they're making games again, why wouldn't one of them be Half Life Three? They don't have a, an idea good enough to warrant it. They they you know performance anxiety. I don't know. Why haven't they made it already? Well, because they weren't making games for, like, 15 years. Yeah, well. Honestly, I think at this point, it's smarter to never make it. Because you don't think it will ever live up to the expectations? No, all you're asking, you're just asking for grief at that point. Like, hmm. it's been too long, it's too much high, it's built up too much, like, you're never going to meet expectations, you're never going to please everyone, you're the never going to please anyone. loved Alex. Yeah, but Alex was more of an experience that, like, kind of took advantage of a new thing, making another Half-Life, like... Half-Life 3 would have to push the shooter genre forward in the way that the first two did, and I don't know what you do with that. I mean, you could argue Alex kind of did in a VR sense, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you do with Half-Life 3 to make it special. I mean, you could you could say that it's just it's Half-Life 3, so it's automatically special because it's Half-Life 3, but, like... Well, I think that's the idea, though. It's Valve. That's what Valve does. It comes up with stuff that we can't come up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's why people are excited for Half-Life 3. <laughs> I just don't... I don't think it's going to happen. You... I'm just trying to figure out why. Because they're never going to put themselves through that. Like they rather, they'll make new things. They'll make different things. Huh. They'll make money off of Steam. They'll make ho- more horrible card games no one plays. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm talking Remember about. That? Like, what was the name of that? Why are they spinning their wheels doing this? Like, I don't, I don't know. get it. That card What was that card game called? I don't even remember exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... What? <laughs> what? Well, I think for... I think for... Some of the games that Valve has released, 
it's low-hanging fruit. And I feel like it had been out of game development for so long. It's like, you know what? Maybe we should start with something really simple, like yeah, a but, card battle game. But they'd been doing internal stuff. Just, we just never saw any of it. I mean, the, the word is from that one guy who worked there forever that like they'd gone through like three iterations of Half-Life 3. And like it's been different things over the years, but like it's, you know, they don't know. You know, I, I don't think anyone. I don't think you're ever going to come to a consensus internally as to what Half Life Three would be, let alone make it fully. Well, you're. I mean, I think you're. You hit it on the nose with one of your first statements, which is there has to be something innovative about it. Mm-hmm. Like we had the gravity gun in Half Life Two. Yeah. It's we like had, we had story in a first person shooter. Not that you know. I mean, the way it was presented was the innovation of Half Life yeah. One. Um, certainly, marathon. It was a cinematic, story-driven. Yeah. Marathon had done really complex and deep storytelling in its first-person shooter before, but Half-Life did it. You know, show no tell. You know, Marathon was all text. Yeah, and Half-Life did it in a cinematic and sort of uh, immersive way. Um, like you knew when you played Half-Life One that this it was things were going to be different from from, from now on. Forward. Yeah, and you knew playing Half-Life Two with the physics and the gravity gun and everything that things were going to be different going forward and half-life 3 i think needs to have something like that i agree yeah or otherwise you're right it will be a huge disappointment and people will slag it like crazy Mm -hmm. i mean i hate hate to say it but if it's just another call of duty campaign like yeah i mean the expectations for valve are higher than other studios yeah i completely agree with that and i get it but you shouldn't to me if your pedigree is really what it is that's something you should take as a challenge that isn't something you should i'm not saying they're never they're not going to ever try but i'm just saying we're never going to see it Hmm. They're never going to be happy with anything they make, and they'll, they'll, they'll never come up with. And I think they will never come up with anything that they are satisfied with putting the Half Life Three name on. We might get other Half Life things. We might like Half Life Alex. Like we might get other Half Life games, but Half Life Three, that is a that is a big that is a big number to put on something. Yeah, and I don't know if they're ever going to be comfortable doing that. Hmm. Um, the new game is codenamed Citadel, and as I said, it's an FPS and RTS co-op game. Um, it's been described by Mr. McVicker as a nostalgia fest and mm. like Left 4 Dead, Alien Swarm, and RTS and Half-Life all having a baby. Hmm. Does that sound... It sounds ambitious. Sounds like Savage. Does it sound good? I've played... I mean, I've played, you know, first-person RTS stuff before. You know, they've, they've Savage. Um, I think it was called Savage. There's been a few things like that. Um you know, where one player was like a top-down commander thing and everybody else was running around and you could like tell people what to do and they could either do it or not do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean I Battlefield was, is, is that. Yeah, there's, there's an element there's of that. Commander with that, with that, yeah, the commander option app in and Battlefield. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've, I've always thought there's there's potential with that. Like, I always thought that was a cool idea. I mean, it would definitely depend very heavily on who you're playing with and the cohesion of your team and the quality of your commander. But, like, it's a cool idea. Um, let's see if they can find a way to make people play it properly. That was always the, the, the catch. And you got to make it not boring. Like Savage's problem was that it was literally doing RTS. Like you had to go as a as a, a as a player on the ground. You had to go up and like hit a tree to get wood for resources. You know, you literally were like a worker in in an RTS, which you know, if you've ever thought about it, is a very boring role. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with games like this, is yeah. that somebody inevitably has to play right field. Right. <laughs> it's just like a baseball lineup. Someone has to play right field. They're going to stand out there all game long and maybe get one ball hit to them the mm-hmm. whole time. Uh, consequently, all my coaches always put the worst player on our team in right field. Yep. <laughs> I was in right field a lot. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, a, I was a better hitter than, than fielder. Than fielder. 
Um, so there's other details, too, from Tyler McVicker. Um, he says that that game isn't coming until 2023 or 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, he does say that Half-Life 3 has a few people working on it, meaning they're just kicking around ideas. They're yeah. not really like there's a four team. guys smoking a vape in a corner <laughs> office just being like, what if it snowed in San Francisco? It's, like, it's just no, nothing's happening. That's great. Um, I, he also said that uh, a sequel to Half-Life Alex is in development. Um, but, but not a second sequel. We'll never see Half-Life Alex 3. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's where Valve stops at the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, just with Portal as well. Portal, Team Fortress. Yeah, all of them. Left for Dead. Um, but he also says that Valve is disappointed in PC VR's uptake so far and has decided to start pulling back from VR development. Um, so there, I guess they're making a sequel to Alex, and that makes sense. Maybe the rest of us will get to play it now. Right. Yeah, maybe they'll make it playable in 2d this time which would be great Mm because now modders are taking on the first game and turning it into a 2d game that you can play with a mouse and keyboard or a controller Uh, valve's not doing it um valve should have pulled back from pc vr a long time ago yeah like a year and a half two years ago um i'll say this there's a lot of sunk cost with uh, the vr stuff yeah so i guess if you already put the investment in then you might as well keep making games i don't know even if they're not going to sell very well Matt, maybe the better question is now that we've this this sounds like Valve is trying to create a killer app for Steam Deck. Now that we've kind of been separated for a while from the whole announcement hoopla, how are you feeling about Steam Deck now? You think it's going to um, succeed? I don't care. I don't know. Okay, like, but what just, do you think? You think it's going to succeed? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't ask you if you cared. I don't know. <laughs> like, I what does succeed mean in this context? Like, become a viable platform that lists li- lives no for platform, five or six years. There's no viable platform possibility for it. It's just a portable PC. Yeah, there's, it is not a platform. It is a permutation. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, it's not a new platform. It is. Uh, it will be a thing as long as Steam, uh, Valve wants to throw money into it. Yeah. And as long as Valve can get it made, like that's their big problem right now, is how you get the manufacturing the problems are going to like push this thing back and back and back. Like if you order the Mac, the top level version of this thing, you're not going to have this till mid 2023. I know. Yeah. Who gives a shit at that point? I'm actually curious. Anyone in chat? Like that thing's not going to be powerful anymore by the time you know. Like it, I, it never. I mean, it never made sense to me timing wise or money wise or any. I don't get it. I do not get it. I'm curious, what a, what anyone, a waste. anyone in chat who's pre-ordered the Steam Deck, and you had to really be on it to get one, um, how are you feeling now? Are you excited for it to show up? Have you lost maybe a little bit of your excitement for it? I imagine most people just want to like, jailbreak it and homebrew it. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it, for sure. But that's a limited audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going to move a ton of hardware oh, no, no, no. on that alone. I mean, I think we learned that with like the Vita, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> that there's only a, there's X amount of people who are really interested in doing that kind of stuff. Um, Ashes, hey, Ashes in the Hourglass. By the way, you never sent me your mailing stuff to send you your stickers. I don't know if you don't want them, but I never got a message from you at any of the different places. Just a heads up. Um, JM Rain, I pre-ordered, but will probably cancel. Um, Meloac, I thought about it, but that thing feels like a huge waste of money for me. Um, Scorpio's finest. It's a waste of time. I'd never purchase a Steam Deck. Ashes in the Hourglass says it's an early Switch Pro, which I can understand mm-hmm. that. Um, Time Zini. Switch games. Yeah. Time Zini says it, at least it'll live as long as a Steam controller. I mean, one thing you can say is that 
Valve does tend to stick by its products, even if they're failing for a while. Mm. Um, you may end up buying them for really cheap. Like I got my Steam Link for five bucks ultimately. Um, but Valve doesn't really just abandon stuff. Um, Cinetike, I'm not the guy to ask, not a handheld fan, never thought to buy the Steam Deck. Okay. And Ashes in the Hourglass says, yeah, not interested in the stickers, Shane. You're breaking my heart, bro. Send them to Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> just give us a fake address in Antarctica. And maybe just don't play. If you don't want the stickers, maybe let somebody else win so they get them. I don't know what you're doing, bro. That's weird. But anyway, okay. That's one less international stamp that I some, don't have uh, to buy. <laughs> some people just want just want the victory. I guess. Um, but he took the stickers away from somebody who else who could have won them. So anyway, it is Send them is. to a penguin. <laughs> in, in Antarctica. Um I like. I think back when they first announced the Steam Deck, I don't think either one of us were crazy like overhyped no. about it. Like I think we were both like, if it was half the price, I might have yeah. thought about it. We both available. had trepidation about it. But like the you know, and now the the manufacturing delays and the both in terms of and how long it's going to take to get the high end one because the, the mm-hmm. low end one is garbage. I would never buy the lowest end um, one. Yep. Like if I was going to get one, I'd get the high end one, but not for that amount of money and not to wait until a year and a half from now or whatever it's going to be now. Like, it's, it's crazy. Why? Like, yeah. why? Well, there might be a Switch 2 out by there that might. point. There might. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the next Switch is released next holiday season a year from now. It would not shock me. Um, it would be a little bit of a surprise, but I wouldn't be shocked um, because the Switch is still doing so well. Like, I, just don't, I mean, if, it, if it's like, if you're in a house where, like, you multiple people have to use the same PC, I guess... Like, if, if, if it's, like, another screen to play on. Like, you take it in your living room and hook it up to your TV in your living room or something? No, I mean, like, if you uh, or just want to play, you know, on your own. You know, if, you're, if you live in a more crowded house than I do and, like, maybe, uh, you know, mom's mom's doing work on the computer and dad's watching football on the TV, like, and now I can play my Steam games on my little handheld thing in my room and nobody bothers me. Like, yeah. that's, that's one thing. But also... Um, if you have $700 to throw at this thing, get another TV. Yeah. Like, like, this, like I don't get it. I, I mean, some of the deals at Black Friday, you can get great TVs oh, for yeah. 700 you bucks. Like, you can get some I was shocked. hard line, like seven, 70 inch, like LG 4K things. They're like, like giving them away. Yeah, like 700 bucks. <laughs> it's nuts, it was, dude. It was, I, I almost did just to do it. Just I to was do just it. Like, yeah. It's like the deal's too good to pass up, I know. I would say one thing. I do think that. And I know they it was probably impossible because of how much they had to jam into it. But I do think that having detachable controllers would be a boon to the Steam Deck. Mm. Because you're asking someone to buy an extra controller after you buy the Steam Deck if you want to play it on a TV. True. So if they detach like the Switch does. That's why you have all those Steam controllers right? you got for five bucks. I mean, they should just pack one in because they probably have millions of them sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Packaging them probably costs more. <laughs> Than the actual Steam controller would cost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just put them all in a box and put them on the sidewalk outside of Valve. And if you want, you just drive by in Bellevue and grab a couple. And like you, like I never, hardly ever play my Switch in handheld mode. Also, how much does that thing weigh? It looks like it weighs a lot. It does. I mean, there's a lot of stuff jammed in there. So, um, but I don't play my Switch. I'm about to change that Mm -hmm. when I fly home for the holidays. And that'll that's ten hours out of like right. Well, that's like the other thing about it is like you know I always say like my scenarios always involve like no no screen to use. Like other people are using screens in the house for more important things or for you know you know 
if dad wants to do a thing, you're kind of mm-hmm. stuck. You can't kick dad off the TV. I know, you know yep. at least in my house. You can't. Nope, that never happened and, in my um, house. You can kick your dad off of anything in my but, house. Because otherwise, it's like if I have screens or whatever available, like I do as an adult who owns his own things, um, why would I want to pay this kind of money for an inferior experience? Yeah. It's, it's lower resolution on a smaller TV, on a heavy hand. Like, why don't I just go sit at my computer desk and play that? It's like if I desperately want to play, I don't know, Control on the ro- but then why would I want to play Control in 720p and I, I could play it in 4K with ray tracing and all that like what? Yep. Well, I'll say this, Matt. It appears that chat, our viewers, their opinions on this thing have changed pretty drastically. Because I don't know if you remember, you and I were kind of negative on it, and the mm-hmm. chat was like, "You guys are crazy. You're not yeah, seeing it." I remember it being a little mixed, but there were more fans. There were more, more fans than not. Now it's reversed. Um, now, Commander Fett does say, I want a Steam Deck so I can play games in bed so I'm not stuck at my desk for work and play. I totally get yeah, that. Yeah, that's a, that's a valid reason. Schneeky says, but everyone else, like Schneeky said, they've never liked handheld gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, Swanland brings up, I have 300 games in my Steam library, but if we go back, see if I can find the comments. Someone's, I have 1,800 games in my Steam library. Yeah. Uh, but Kymil, 1983 still says, not doing it. how valuable will your Steam library be in the age of Game Pass? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Like, how valuable is it now? I mean, there's some stuff in there you can't get elsewhere, I guess. But like, for now, I paid so little <laughs> for most of it. It's anyway. true. Um, like the Steam sales are so. But deep Game Pass does kind of change the discussion a little bit. Soul Survivor says you can use your console controllers with the Steam Deck. Okay, right. If you already have a console, I'm just wondering how many people who buy Steam Deck already have a console. I don't, wouldn't think there'd be that many. I don't know. They've already got a PC. Maybe they're just into redundancy. Yeah, I guess. Um, Scorpius Finest says, don't expect to be playing future games on it. Um, Vincent says, I think it's still interesting. I mean, it's definitely interesting. I don't it's think there's anything yeah, denying it's that. It's just the prices. But when the terrible. rubber hits the road and you have to plunk down hundreds of dollars for it, how interesting yeah. is it? That's the question. Um, Shaniki says, imagine trying to read subtitles and instructions on that screen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you'll need, like, especially like, like RTSs would be very hard. Yeah. Or like kind of like a Civilization Six kind of thing, like all the yeah. text in that, like that's not built for a 720p screen that size. Yep. Shuffle Scrub says zero interest in this. Happy with Switch. Um. Yeah. It feels like the general impressions of it have soured over time. Yeah. Lazily diligent. It's interesting, but I have zero space in my life for portable gaming. I'm there with you, man. Mm-hmm. I just don't do it. Um, working and parenting excludes many people who can afford this tech from using it. Yep. That's yep. a good point. As always, man, our chat is always on point, man. They get it. Um, so how do you feel about what's going on at Valve in general, Matt? Think they're headed know. in the right direction? I don't know. I mean, their right direction is continue to making money on Steam, I guess, and for, from their point. You know, well, that direction's it. never going to change. Right, and that's the only thing that matters, really. Yeah. That's the revenue stream. Pays all the bills. Um, for me, I don't really, you know, Valve is a non-issue. In my, is a non-entity. Have you never been a fan of Valve? I really liked Portal, and Half-Life was cool, and Half-Life 2 was cool. That's three games Yeah. in my whole life. I don't care. It's sort, yeah. it's sort of the thing. I got like, into Dota for a good It's sort while. of like the thing with, like, Blizzard, where it's just like, I know there's people that are just devotees to Blizzard, but I'm like, I mean, I like Diablo and StarCraft, but I played World of Warcraft for a while, but it's like, the idea that people go to conventions for Blizzard is bonkers to me. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm like, I don't get... Also, I don't, I'm not a big corporate loyalty guy either you know like yeah. i like sega and stuff but i don't live you know i don't own sega clothing or anything you right know? like it's i don't define myself by that in the same way that i don't understand people sorry but that define themselves by sports teams and yeah. stuff it's just like 
Um, but at least the sports it's team. It's just as silly. It's just as absurd. At least the sports team is doing something that doesn't affect your life and is never going to, like, you know. I mean, they'll lose and make you unhappy, but it's not like. It's like, you know. Like Sega canceling a game I really wanted to play for stupid reasons, and now I'm mad because like I don't get to play yeah. that game or whatever. Like the Steelers are never going to just like do that to you. Like, yeah, yeah. A, it, it, there's there's less anti there's less sort of like uh, anti-consumer sentiment in terms of sports fandom, I guess. Although you can make an argument if you dig deep enough, but most people don't want to. Um, but like in terms of like being fans of corporate corporations selling me products, like meh, you know, even yeah. Transform. I mean, I love Transformers, but I'm not a huge fan of Hasbro. Right. You know, like yeah. those are two different things. I mean, I feel I'm the same way with games as I am in sports. Like I'm a huge Pittsburgh fan. I'm not an idiot. Right. Like someone last week was like, ha ha, Steelers suck. I'm like, yeah, they do suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. did you think I'm delusional and I don't get that? Th- I've been watching mm-hmm. football since I was four. Yeah. I've been a That's Steelers a- fan for like 40 years. Like I went through the 80s. Like. I don't, I don't look at anything that way through like a biased lens. Like what I like is what's right, and what if someone else likes something else, they're wrong. Like yeah, I've that's never insane. understood that like a- angle of sports. I actually don't really know anyone who's like that about. Sp- I know, yeah. I mean, I met them, but I'm not friends with them. It was like the thing is like there's people who are like, you know, the Steelers only lost because of bad luck or because of like you know bad calls or like the other team cheated or like they. I mean, they like, come up with like excuses. They come up with excuses, or, or they'll be like, be like, this time, this time, they're gonna da da da. You know, yeah. Whereas you'll be be like, they're not gonna win this game. Yeah, like, they're, they're terrible right now. Like, I'm know. like that with games. I'm like that with sports. But not look. I'm not saying everyone's that way. I no, know no, people who are not. sports fanatics who are absolutely delusional mm-hmm. that their favorite teams are the best teams and can't see that there are good players on other teams yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I met people from Cleveland like that, and that <laughs> is like that that kind of belief can change the world. <laughs> but you're using it on football. And it's not changing football. Although the Browns are okay right now. I they think. are. Yeah. They're better than the Steelers. Well, actually they're <laughs> Well, that's not those good. two are kind of on equal footing right now. Uh the Bengals are better than the Steelers. They proved that this weekend. Mm. So um uh, to the question I asked you about the direction that Valve is going in, it's better than it was. Because I don't care about Steam that much. Yeah, I, do I have guess a de- it's better than nothing. I have a decent library there, but I'm not like Steam fanboy or whatever. No. Um, like, I, I don't care that the that I have other stuff on the Epic Game Store or the GOG Galaxy, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't need everything to be on Steam. I don't, I don't either. Um, and it doesn't bother me at all. What I do care about is games. Me, I never remember what my EA Origin login is, but that's different. <laughs> what I do care about is video games. Yeah. And companies who generally make good video games continuing to make them. So that was, it was a hole for me that Valve decided to just basically stop making games for about 12 or 15 years. And now they're back and they're at least trying. So I appreciate that. Um, I would like to see a Half-Life 3. I would like to see if Valve can come up with something unique because... I think it can. If you if you watch or play Half-Life Alex, there's stuff like that in that game mm-hmm. where you're like, "Oh damn. Okay." Like there's they still have people there who can think outside the box. And Gabe and Valve are brave enough to push those ideas forward and actually publish them instead of them being this concept or idea that ends up being like, oh, we data mined this stuff out of GeForce Now or whatever, and stuff that like never happens. Like Valve will take those wacky ideas and actually make them come to fruition. So I do think that Valve being out of the regular development space is a detriment to the industry and not good for the industry. And I would like to see it ramp up its development more. To your point, it's printing money from Steam. It just had set another concurrent user record over the weekend during Black Friday weekend. Um, it it has all the money it wants to play with to make games and make people like me happy. So 
I do think that Valve is something that can contribute positively to the industry and push other developers forward. And for that reason, selfishly, I would like to see it release more games than it does. So I am and would be excited for a Half-Life 3. It doesn't look like we're getting it for a long time. This crazy game that it's making for the Steam Deck. I mean, it sounds like it may be only playable on Steam Deck. Because when you have a, a game that's like a hybrid of a shooter and an RTS, like you kind of need all the crazy control options that the Steam Deck has. So I don't know if it's going to do much good for the rest of us, the people who just want to play it on a PC mm-hmm. with a mouse and keyboard or on I PC with a controller. I definitely see that using the, kind of the gyro thing very heavily. And the trackpad for the I mean, RTS stuff. You could probably simulate and, that with a mouse pretty easily. But I like, guess. It probably wouldn't be as smooth. Yeah. So anyway... That's the latest update on Valve. It may not be what you wanted to hear, um, but I think it's a positive that even though Half-Life Alex hasn't sold through the roof, it's still pushing forward and making new games, mm-hmm. which we couldn't have said just eight years ago or five years ago maybe even. So it's positive steps forward. Um, I just want to see more. And, uh, you know, Gabe's getting to that age where... It's kind of like time for him to like maybe work on his final master project or whatever. Something. I, I believe that's probably a boat in New Zealand. You think? I mean, he's he, didn't he move to New Zealand? He did. He decided yeah. to stay because mm-hmm. that was where he was for the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, he could do that. He could uh, do one final masterpiece, or he could be satisfied with I've done it. Revolutionizing video games <laughs> like three or three four times, times. Yeah. and. Uh, I don't know. People like that, they achieve something, and then they catalog it. And generally, they tend to just keep charging forward and trying to keep achieving. But not all, not all of them. And he may be one of those people that's like, you know what? I've done enough already. Mm-hmm. So we'll he see. He might be a George R. R. Martin. Yeah. He's still working on that book, man. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I know. He is, he is rich and playing. I just saw an interview if with him. I had, if I hit it big the way he did near the end of, of, of my life like that, like I would have been, I ain't writing shit. again. It's hard. Yeah. Like, I'm He's done. like, go back and read my old stuff that you should have read yeah. when I finished it. Yeah. H- HBO ruined it already. Like, just let yeah. it go. Just let it go. <laughs> I, do you think he'll finish that last book? Well, he's got two books left, so I think well, he'll, I think he'll finish. This I don't think next it's realistic one. to expect. I don't think he'll, I don't think we'll ever see book seven. I think we'll see book seven written off of his notes or something. At some yeah, point. like my like my like Lone Wolf, my uh, my preferred fantasy, choose your own adventure series, which uh, was supposed to be thirty two books, only came out with I think twenty thirty or twenty nine, twenty eight. Still a lot. Uh, and a lot of I don't know. I think they only went up to like fifteen or sixteen here in the United States. The others came out in the UK because he was he was British, and. Um, he, they were doing uh, collector's editions and hardcover like re- reprints, and they were going like, to go all the way up to the par- point where they stopped and then do the, one, the four that were never published. And um, then they had trouble with the publisher. They had to switch over just to another publisher. Trouble with that publisher, switched over to another publisher. That publisher didn't get anything even done at all. So finally the guy who wrote it, uh, Joe Deaver, said, okay, I'm going ta- to start my own publishing house and publish my own books, and we'll get it done that way. And about three months after that, he died. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and then his son and this other, this other author like took, a, took his notes and have been putting out the rest of the series and have put out two books that he never finished writing. And we're only two, two away, two books away from finishing Lone Wolf, hmm. and that'll happen in the next several months, probably. Hmm. Like the next book is due in like the ne- like January, I think, and then one more book, and Lone Wolf is complete after forty years. Wow! Um, I remember so, those from when I was like a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like game, game books. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're really cool, and but they're very hard. They're very hard to get, and I had to go through some weird eBay shenanigans to get a couple of the rare ones. Uh-huh. 
Abby or Abby Heppy helped me because one guy would only ship to the UK. Oh, in the UK. so they shipped so I had to her. Him, I had him ship she... it to her, and she sent it to me. That was that was one of my mid-pandemic moves. Was That's I'm like, funny. like finally book fifteen. Yeah, Those but, you, I uh, mean, choose your own adventure books used to be huge. Oh yeah, and actually there is there's a Lone Wolf game on Steam. Oh yeah. Uh, there's another series called Fabled Lands by some of the guys who made some of the other, which are open world choose your own adventure RPG books. Where like there's like seven of them, mm-hmm. and you can travel from one book to the other. So it's like because they're all a contiguous map. So you could be like something you do, you might get on a boat and it sends you to book four. And you do, and there's a Steam game of that now called Fabled Lands where you can play that. Like they're, they're adding the the areas of the books as they go. So I think they have like four books in the game right now. They're going to add the next three and keep going from that. Um, there's a new Choose Your Own Adventure series by, of, of that cut type by these guys who came out who used to write the old ones, but now they're writing one based on an, uh, an, an MMO called the Vulcanverse, which hmm. is like ancient Greek stuff. Um, it's fun to see all that stuff kind of come back when you least expect it. So I guess maybe I cha- maybe if 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 Lone Wolf can get finished forty years later, maybe Half Life Three <laughs> there you go might come along with before we die. <laughs> there you go. But we'll see. Okay, uh, time to move on. We're going to talk next about something else that people have been waiting for a really long time for, and that would be the exclusive Spider-Man <sighs> DLC for Marvel's Avengers. Matt, it was touted from the beginning on as, the box on the box and then here how long has it been now since it was a released month, a year and two months a 14 months later today yeah right now today it launched is it free i think so yeah if you're on playstation yeah you don't have to pay for anything i don't think so I don't know. I've not. Honestly, I'm really honest. I've not been paying attention to this because I'm not going to play it. <laughs> You're I'm not going to play it. I'm done. That was when my I, first question. When I found out what what it says here on your on your on the on the paper, like before, I'm like, oh, then no. You didn't know that before you came in. I knew that before I came in, but when I saw that in the in the new in the articles or whatever, I was like, oh no, I'm not reinstalling that. So the bad news is, is that well, the good news is it launched today and it's available now for download, and it appears that it's free. The bad news is that. It's like about the easiest way that they possibly could have put Spider-Man into the game. Yeah, they just put a, put him in. That's it. There's no campaign. There's no story mode. There's no like like Hawkeye and Kate Bishop had and Black Panther had. Like it's just it's now the, you can play Spider-Man. It's the laziest That's it. inclusion of them all. Now I will say this: watching the trailers and the gameplay that they put out, it Spider-Man himself has a lot of moves, and I mean I think it's gonna be fun to play as him. But there's no context for it. He's you get you do get missions, but then you just get like audio logs if you complete the mission. There's no cinematics. Mm-hmm. There's no story explaining how he shows up or why he shows up. Like you, it could not have been more of just like we have to do this. Yeah, we have to get this done. Yeah. So let's get the model in there. Let's get his move set in there mm-hmm. and call it a day. I mean, they basically did it as lazily as you could. Like they had to fulfill a contract. And they, I mean, you could not possibly be more. I mean, I know they said they're going to go through 2022, but it really feels like this game is is, you know, any minute now away from being sunset. You think it feels on its last legs? Well, the other thing about it is that today they also released a huge update mm-hmm. um, for everyone, not just the PlayStation version of the game. It's update 2.2, 2, 
And it's loaded with a bunch of stuff. Obviously, on PlayStation, you get Spider-Man. On the other platforms, though, you get the first, finally, Matt, the first ever raid for the game. Only a year, 14 months later. 14 months later, you get the first raid. Good luck finding enough people to play a raid at this point. What do you think? What's on Game Pass now? That'll help. Yeah. What do you think has happened that all this stuff got pushed back so far? I mean, obviously the game didn't do gangbusters out of the gate, but like, I think uh, I mean it did it did sell pretty well. Um, but I think it just I think the player player base crashed so hard there wasn't much they could do. There's probably some COVID uh, elements happening there um, as well, just in, you know disrupting stuff. Um, and I wonder how much of it is just like you know like Marvel the license holder probably has some expectations. Uh, and I don't think this met them in a number of ways. And, uh, I can see, you know, some, some concerns having, especially, you know, I mean, they're, they're not, you know, Marvel is not, you know, related to Lucasfilm at all, Mm -hmm. but those are two Disney subsidiaries who, uh, have had, you know, are, are, you know, Lucasfilm got burned on the Star Wars license with EA. Marvel just made the same deal with Square and this is the first thing they get out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's got to that's got to raise some red flags for you if you're Marvel. Oh, for sure. Um, and I'm sure Guardians of the Galaxy alleviated that to some degree. Um, although I don't know about sales wise, but in terms of like the game reflecting the reception and re, yeah, reception reflecting, and the, reflecting IP the IP and, well, and doing, and doing yeah. it justice, I think Guardian you know got some you know Game of the Year nomination, not Game of the Year nomination, but it got Game some Award nods. nominations. Yeah. It's gonna get it's gonna get acknowledged. Yeah. Um, in a which way never just, happened for this. Yeah, which just didn't <laughs> with this. Um, but the problem, of course, is that while, you know, it's not like the Guardians is nothing, uh, this is the Avengers. Yeah. This is Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, this is the big, this is the big guns. You don't get bigger guns than this right now. Does it strike you as crazy that Crystal Dynamics would go through all the work of getting web-slinging working, his insane moveset working in these insane environments, and not create cinematics and a plot and a framework for all of it? Maybe I mean I don't know. Like, and, and then you get into the question of like, is is that a separate license? Can they not do that because Insomniac mm. has that? Hmm. That brings up a like, good question. I don't know how. I don't know. You know, that would be a very legalese question yeah. in terms of how the contracts are written and how the licenses are, are parceled out. Um. So I don't know. Like that might you know. And that's the thing is like because everything else never is there. Really, it was never really like you know. It was never advertised as a Spider-Man campaign. No. It was always just said like Spider-Man will only be in the PlayStation version. Right. Yeah. But I mean, they didn't make them any a, promises. A, yeah, but it took over a year to get him in there. So you know, the hype kind of you know you, you built up some expectations. Uh, the other characters all had little mini camp, you know, or the, the, the Hawkeyes had mini campaigns, and um, you know, Black Panther had a more robust one. Yeah. But like. I think that a lot of, of people expected it to be like the Black Panther. Yeah, DLC. like that became uh, you know there, there, you set expectations with that, yeah. and there's sort of an element of like if Spider-Man had just come out in like November last year, you probably wouldn't have had that much buildup. You would have been like, okay, you just get to play as Spider-Man now. Cool. When I think most people expected it was going to come, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I think most people thought within a month or two we would have the Spider-Man yeah. stuff, and as it turns out, we probably should have. If this is all it is, 
Yeah, I'm not sure what took a year and a year and change here. I mean, unless they had not worked on Spider-Man at all. I mean, until they did the have to changed. spend a lot of time fixing stuff afterward. You know, so they did. They did they really fix stuff, or was it just tweaks? It seemed like tweaks, but like that. Does, you know, in a game this big and complicated, and so many online things, there's a lot. You know, you might have to tear some stuff apart and put it back together a number of times. So I don't know. I got. I don't know what uh, what their 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 timeline looked like over the last year. Uh, couldn't have been fun. But uh, especially working remotely for most of it. But this is crazy. I mean, we've been watching this clip is five minutes and 30 seconds long. And it is literally just one Spider-Man ability after another for six minutes straight. Mm-hmm. Like they <laughs> they threw the, cre- the kitchen sink at this as yeah. far as I mean, that he's a, stuff. He's a full-fledged character. As we, yeah. you know, they all have like a lot of moves and a lot of, you know, that's a, a single character in this game is not nothing. Yeah. Like they, you know, they have a lot of variety to them. At least the really good ones do. Um, and they all kind of have their own mechanics to some degree. I do think, you, I mean, you can reuse a lot of the web stuff for other characters. Like, um, there's no question in my mind you could use that to to do a um, a Ghost Rider, maybe mm. uh, with the chains. I mean, Spider Man um, though is one of the most unique of all the Marvel characters. Oh, yeah, and he's the number. He's one. He's the hardest to transfer over to other oh, yeah. stuff. And he's the the biggest, you know, the biggest superhero of all time. Is that um, true? Merchandise wise, yeah. Wow. Uh, Kids love Spider Man. Also, remember, I mean, all my nephews love Spider Man. I've been saying for months that No Way Home is going to be the first, has the chance to be the first billion dollar movie post lockdown. And I don't know if you saw, but it's the number two of all time in first 24 hour ticket pre orders. No, I didn't see that. Um, Behind Endgame, I'm guessing? Behind Endgame. uh, And just, just for comparison point, Endgame made $47 million in its first 24 hours up for pre order. Uh, it looks like Spider-Man: No Way Home made somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-seven million, almost maybe thirty <laughs> Shows you million. Shows how big Endgame was. <laughs> Third place, Force Awakens, seventeen million. Wow, that's the gap between it. It dethroned all three Star Wars sequels by almost double. I mean, the bigger they, takeaway what, really is just how huge Endgame was. Oh, Endgame was, was like nothing. You can't else. even fathom it. It's um, insane. You know, that's why James Cameron had to re-release Avatar to, to get be number one again. Yeah, yeah. So what we're seeing now is the version 2.2 stuff, the raid. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like raids, Matt? No. How come? Because um, they require people who are good at things to work together, and I don't have any of those people. Yeah. And if you actually can hear... I like the concept of raids. I just, yeah. I don't... I have neither the time nor the people to do that with. Well, this raid you take on Claw. I am mm-hmm. not familiar with Claw. Claw is um, uh, Andy Serkis in the movies. The guy okay. steals the vibranium. Yeah, loses yeah. His hand. Okay. Yeah. So Except in, in this, he's like the size of a skyscraper. Yeah. In in uh, in the comics, he is made of sound. He he is living sound. Well, so this he DLC can DLC is called Discordant Sound. Yeah. Yeah, which is a weird name for DLC. <laughs> Discordant. That's not a word that people use every day. No, but you know, like. I learned a lot of words reading Marvel comics growing up. Yeah. Like, so much vocabulary yeah. in those yeah, things. Yeah, you actually like learn those, stuff. It's those, like watching those, Game Face. You yeah, actually those writers did stuff. not hold back on the on the $10 words. Yeah. And I learned a lot of... I had to look up a lot of stuff. I yeah, think, me too. I remember doing I that. I think I actually got a dictionary from my... I think from my parents gave me an old dictionary, so I w- would stop asking them like, what various <laughs> words meant from those comics I was reading. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so the raid is coming, and it's obviously for endgame high-level players. Um, mm-hmm. If you're just starting the game, don't even try it. You're not yeah, gonna... they're showing like level 80 characters and stuff here. Yep. Um, and in addition to the raid, there's also some other stuff that they've they've changed. They've done some quality of life improvements to the gear and to some of the missions and some tweaks and stuff like that. 
Um, but this is maybe the biggest update to the game yet. Probably even bigger than Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and it's all live today. I'm not sure about how that works on Game Pass, but I'm guessing, just like anywhere else, you should be able to go and download the and update. Yeah, I don't think the they're version. charging for any of it. Yeah, which they shouldn't because they no. should. If they, at this point, they should be happy that people are still willing to play it. Yeah, the revenue stream remains costumes. So yeah, and yeah. emotes and cosmetic stuff. Yep. So and Spidey's a gold mine for that. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. So Spider Man is it going to get you off the off the bench, Matt? No, I'm really shocked by Not that. To just play, I mean, look, if I want to play Spider Man, I'm going to play the, the Insomniac game. Yeah, I can like, get that. But I me, mean, it's cool, but it's like it's, a little, it's too little, too late. I'd, I'd agree with that for sure. Um, I mean, I so I'll put it to you this way: before I left, I would the, come back for Captain Marvel. Yeah, you give me Carol Danvers, I'll come back. Be, before I came here today, I was like, oh. I should download, because I need to download it again, because I deleted it so long ago. Like, I should download, like, Avengers while I'm at the studio, and then when I come back, maybe it'll be done, and I can play the... And then I was like, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not as big a Marvel fan as you are, maybe as big a Spider-Man fan, but it's not enough. Like, it's not enough for me to Mm -hmm. take up... Delete like three games because now that game is probably 120 gigs or whatever yeah. it is. And now I, I know I'm going to load it up and just like look at the stupid map with all the weird things that are just like, do this, do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Go here and beat do up a again. bunch of thugs. Yeah. Do it again. I mean, it sounds like. Get the, get this random currency thing you can use to spend to get a weird yeah. cosmetic thing that you might have. It's, I, mean, I don't care. I it don't sounds like for that. it's going to be missions that are the worst missions from Insomniac's yeah. making. I mean, I want. Like the like, side missions. Like, I like the, the Hawkeye missions. missions and stuff. And yeah. The Black Panther thing was cool. Like, yeah. I, but, like, you know, if Spider Man had a little story mission thing, I would probably try it. Yeah. But if he's going to play, like, random, rando generic missions as Spider Man, I I don't care. I don't, God, I don't want to start a character over on a new character again. No, like, no way. Yeah, I already did that twice. I don't need to do that again. Yep, I wouldn't do it either. Um, but it's out there. Uh, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, at least they 2. did it. Two. They they did. I'll say this: they did live up to their word. Yeah. It, really they, late. They got, they got some. They still. Got, I mean, look, man. The tease for Captain Marvel was at the end of the campaign. Uh huh. Like the Kree stuff. Like it's like. <laughs> It's going to be a year and a half. Like, what's going on? I know. I know. Do you think it? Do you think they'll support it all the way through the end of next year? That's what they said. Do you think that they'll support it all the way through the end of next year? <laughs> I mean, I think there will be random stuff coming. I mean, out they did updates. live up to their word on this. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people had doubts for a long time. But it wouldn't surprise me if we saw like a three point one update around this time next year, and that's the end of the end of the saga. Yeah. What what a saga it's been. Initially, I was maybe more excited for this game than any game for like two years prior to when mm-hmm. it was announced. Um, we I remember running that teaser trailer for this. How many times it just showed Captain America's shield like dented and mm-hmm. like beaten up, and we were so excited for it, and it just didn't deliver. Should have done a single player adventure game, boys. Probably. Yep. So there you go. That's the latest on Marvel's Avengers. I don't know if we'll ever talk about it again on Game Face. I don't know. I think I mean, that might be it. There might be another update at some point. But I but. will we talk about it then? Like I doubt mm-hmm. it. Like the only reason we talked about this is because this is something that was promised. Maybe at E three if they announce if they show something on their press conference. I don't know. If we even cover I Square's think, press conference. I think again after last year, this year, maybe not. 
Uh, I think that's it. I think this is the last time we talk about Marvel's Avengers. Maybe I can delete the B-roll. I literally have like 20 gigs of Marvel's Avengers B-roll on the TriCaster. From you know what, all... Because of the connection to like the licensing. So you, know what, you know what this made me think of? Just it reminded me again that Lego Star Wars still isn't out. Yeah. And we still don't have a release date for it. <laughs> that's true. It's crazy. I mean, we're going to... we're warming up here to basically figure out who won the fantasy league both the sifted fantasy challenge and our fantasy league not and me we, yeah when we start going through that we'll start seeing like all the stuff that was delayed out of it mm. this has really been i checked the out of the ordinary i checked the like the group the, you know the public fantasy like i'm you know, what was i like third or fourth last year like way up there i'm like 189th or something this year oh, like I, everything got i intentionally i didn't even say i intentionally lost because because I, I I was a little more adventurous in yeah. my picks on that. I dude, I was crazy adventurous. I just aimed for the skies, mm. and I think I had, I had three I had games of the that actually in came there. out. I had, yeah, I had some <laughs> I had some ridiculous ideas. I mean, there. I took a peek at it not long ago, and of all the people who entered the Sifted Fantasy Challenge, the last time I checked, there was only one person who had all ten games. Wow, one. I bet they're winning. I don't I don't know if that's changed. Since I checked it, but last time I checked, one person out of hundreds got all 10 games. Wow. Just got scores for 10 games. It's been a crazy year of releases. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about PlayStation and what Sony's been up to behind the scenes. Sony has acquired a couple patents here in the last month and a half. In fact, one of them they just secured like a week ago. Um, and we, I think it may point in the direction that Sony is heading outside of the PlayStation 5. Um, and actually, the first, the first thing that they patented is directly related to the PlayStation 5. And just about a week ago, Sony finally decided to patent the shells. The, I don't know, what, what do you want to call The plates on the PlayStation 5. Um, because all these other companies were, prop, were popping up that were creating their own plates, and people were buying them. Like, lots of people were buying them. Like, do you think Sony didn't think of that? Like, they're so far behind the curve on that. It's like, did you not realize people would want to do that? It didn't. Because, look, it's a year later. Did you think you'd created the most beautiful thing in the world? <laughs> Please don't criticize it again. <laughs> well, they look. man, people come over to my my house, and, like, they, everyone, even people who don't know games, really. There is always at least one person who comments on like, "That's a PS5." I'm like, "Yep, it it really owns that that table." I mean, it's it's always a comment of like, "Wow, it's that's huge!" Like, it, it's a huge ugly thing that sits in the middle of the room. But and I've had people that come over like, like a guy was like in our apartment like fixing like a screen that had torn, mm-hmm. and he walked in. He's like, "Oh, you got a PS5." Like, oh, yeah, sometimes he pulled, it happens. Like, pick up on but it. But even them, or even then, and like, I was like, "Am I have to like, worry oh, about that's... you coming back and taking it?" Yeah, that's really that's much. <laughs> I, a friend of a friend got robbed at gunpoint at his front door a couple weeks ago because he was trying to buy a PS5 off Craigslist. Uh, but he had the guy come to his house for some reason to do the exchange because he wanted to see if it worked. Uh-huh. I guess. And the guy uh, just showed up with a gun and had him hand the five hundred bucks over and ran off. I mean, that was it. Go to the Starbucks, people. Like, go. yeah, go to someplace public with cameras yeah. to do that stuff, or just don't do it at all. It's yeah. dangerous, especially now because there's so mm-hmm. many people out of work who need money and Christmas, especially right now with Christmas. Crime always goes up late mm-hmm. November, early December because people need money or whatever for Christmas gifts. So, be very careful out there, people. Um, so, but anyway, Sony waited a year 
to patent those plates. Only after it saw like four or five different companies spring up that were selling them to people. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe they didn't think it was going to be, because like cosmetic add-ons for consoles have generally not been a huge gold mine. I mean, certainly three, the 360 tried to do it and nobody cared. Here's the, here are the patents for the plates. I actually went to the patent office and dug up these images, so I'm going to show them, damn it. <laughs> um, but it's just like, yep, these are our plates, and now other people can't copy them. <laughs> like, it's pretty funny. There's a huge story behind this, too. Um, the patent, which, again, was published just this week by Sony's Japanese division, um, is a... According to the patent, the including drawing device emit a shaft portion that can be tilted by the... Oh, wait, that's something else, actually. Oh, sorry. This is the other patent we're going to be talking about in a second. Um, oh, yeah. So the, the plates patent was filed on November 16th. This patent uh, sparked speculation that Sony may be selling them itself, which it should have done from the beginning. And I'll say this, Matt. I have looked into and watched YouTube reviews for every plate company. Because I want black plates. Mm -hmm. I hate the white. I just want an all-black PlayStation 5. You want something slimming. I guess. Yeah. And at this point, I need it. So, it's after Labor Day. <laughs> so does my PS5. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I've looked at the reviews for all of them, and have, like, I've been right on the edge. Like I've ordered them and just had to click the submit, and I've stopped. Um, because I know eventually, or thought that eventually, PlayStation was going to release its own plates. And I was going to want one that had the PlayStation logo in the top corner because that was that's the step too far for these companies. None mm -hmm. of them have tried to like use the PlayStation logo or cut out the logo like it is on the official plates. And because they didn't do that, I did not buy them. So I've been waiting patiently for Sony to release their own. I thought they might release this Christmas, but now I'm wondering like, do you think Sony's gonna do it itself or do you think it's now just because it has a patent, license it out to these other companies and make money off of the back of their work? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe the licensing would make sense because you have to rearrange your, your manufacturing schedule less, which is a difficult thing to do at any time, but especially now. But it depends if those companies had to shut down and no longer have those factory times reserved. Like Some of them have. Um, last year, the company behind PlayStation5.com was forced to change its name and remove PS5 imagery after Sony threatened legal action. Um, eventually, it canceled all its pre-orders. Um, in February, a Canadian-based um, device customization company canceled all its pre-orders um, called D-Brand. That was one of the more popular companies that was making them. The logos on the, they should put on the place, which should just be, they should say they're, they're uh, S5D. Right. Just say it's for something else, yeah, even though... Yeah, it's 5D. flip it over. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, D-Brand had called gotcha. its plates dark plates. Mm -hmm. um, and at first, it was very defiant towards Sony. Yeah, it I went on that. Twitter and was like, oh, screw you. You can't do anything. Yeah, I won't, won't do what you tell me. Uh, yeah. But as soon as this patent was filed, it received a cease and desist from Sony. Yeah, you, uh, you can only rage against that machine so long. And D-Brand folded and complied with the demands. Um and then in a Reddit post last, last month, D-Brand claimed that Sony did not have a registered design patent for the plates. Um, and then Sony was like, okay, well, we're going to secure this Okay, patents. we can fix that. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what it did. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre to me they didn't do that in the process of making this. It's so simple. Like, why are they even removable then? Right. 
Yeah, I mean, if you remember the teardown. Yeah, that I mean, they it's do. not like they're like e- easy removal necessarily in terms like in the, in comparison to like when the 360 just pulled the front plate off, but like yeah, still. Yeah, because if you remember, they show you in this teardown right here, like how yeah. to remove the plates off of the the thing, like. <laughs> yeah, like those companies probably wouldn't have sprung up so fast if they hadn't shown this video. I mean, the crazy part about it is you don't need a tool to remove the yeah. plates. They they literally just pop right off. I mean, it looks like yeah, it's it, harder to remove the stand. Yeah, it looks like it was made from the beginning for customizable plates. But Sony just, I don't know, maybe it's so concerned with just getting units out that it's like, we're not worried about the plates. Mm-hmm. But it's literally. That shouldn't be a, that should be a completely separate supply chain, though. You watch how think. simple he pulls this off right here. I mean, it, it, there's no tool. That's it. It's off. So it does seem like Sony all along had maybe planned on their releasing plates, and maybe mm-hmm. they just thought third party. I mean, you should know better. You know third parties are going to try to capitalize on a product as popular as PS5. Yeah. It's just going to happen. So will you buy plates, Matt? Uh, it depends. I don't know. Like It'd have to be more than just black. Yeah. I don't really care that much. Because they're going to end up having skins for them, too, I'm sure. Yeah, and- like it's something... Yeah, I, wow. Feels like the world's moving in here. truck over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm not a huge customized console person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say I did try to get the Halo Xbox. Oh, you because, did? Because that thing is gorgeous. I love the look of that. That's, that's the first like special edition or custom console like look I've liked in probably 10 years. And I don't seem to be the only one because, wow, that thing sold out in seconds mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, you could maybe come up with something. I don't know. I don't know. Black plates, that's all I want. If you did some kind of Team Eco, like some kind of Team Eco-themed thing, like I would maybe mm. think about that. Yeah, the other thing I might think about, and I, it would be maybe it would be tacky. I don't know. I would love to get one black but at the bottom of it is a bonfire from Dark Souls. No. Oh. You know, and maybe like That's the smoke cool. just kind of goes up the side. I mean, why don't they start releasing plates for games? Yeah. Like they did with the face plates for 360, mm-hmm. which I have a huge pile of and now I should probably just throw them away. Yeah, some of those are worth something. <laughs> I don't know. Not many of them, but you know what I do? I still have the ones they gave out at uh, at E3. The numbered ones. The one, yeah, the ones were. were like no, the, those are probably worth a lot of money. There was something, I think, but yeah. like you know, the ones they they were like where they announced that you could do that and they first showed. I have, yeah. like, I have like three of those. Wow. Because like people didn't want them, they were like throwing them away, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll hang on to that. I mean, those got to be worth a lot of money now. Maybe. I mean, because if I remember, they were only numbered up to like five hundred. Yeah, there weren't that many of them. Yeah, I would guess that they're worth a lot. Um, so anyway, face plates, new patent. I did see in chat that Nox Aider tonight, tinnitus is saying that. They filed the patent in November of last year, and it wasn't approved until now. Um, I did not see that in any of the stories that I read about this, um, so take that with a grain of salt, but he seems convinced that that's the case. Um, normally, patents do not take that long to be approved once you apply for them. Um, maybe there's okay, a backup guess, with COVID. I don't I, know. I guess I guess they are worth something. How much? Uh, I mean, they're what they're priced at doesn't necessarily mean that they're selling for this, but they are priced on eBay around $700. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that at all. That seems about what I thought, actually. Meanwhile, I've literally, I've, I've been throwing them in boxes for, like, <laughs> get out of here. I get moving with Dude, them. Dude, anything that's numbered like that, that you only got at E3, and there's yeah. only 500 of them, it's going to be worth money. It's just the way it is. Um, okay, and then the final Sony patent that was also uncovered this week was for a DualShock 
mobile controller snap-on. And I'll just bring that up right now so you can see what I'm talking about. You've seen things like this before, where you have, it's basically a controller that's cut in half, and then you have the mobile screen in between the two halves of the controller. Um, lots of third-party companies are making these. I know some people who swear by these types of controllers for mobile gaming. I've never really tried one. Have you? No. Do you remember that? I don't have anything I play on mobile that I would ever want to commit to, to yeah. that degree. Do you know what that reminds me of? Uh, that keyboard controller for, for the GameCube? GameCube? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that for Fantasy, Fantasy Star? Star. Yeah, yeah, Fantasy Star Online. There was a GameCube controller that was like this that had a full keyboard yep. in the middle. <laughs> this is just your phone, what you're seeing here. That's the phone that slides in between. Um, do you have any interest in anything like this, man? No. No. I, I barely <laughs> barely remember I have games on my phone. Yeah, I, I just... <laughs> I know it's supposed to be probably for, like, remote players streaming and stuff to the phone. Yeah, no. Well, that's what Sony is saying this is for. Um, it's basically saying um, that it's for people who want to use it to play its mobile games, not to just play any mobile game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is interesting that it's based upon the DualShock 4 instead of the DualSense. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is to keep costs down, yeah, keep, no, I keep have it to familiar. Back in the, you don't need that yeah. stuff. Um, uh, what else? What other information do we have on this? Uh, this is the part I was getting at earlier. Um, the included drawings of the device emit a shaft portion that can be tilted by the user and detect the tilting direction and tilting amount of the shaft portion. Hmm. They say that shaft is one bad mother. <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about. Just talking about shaft. Yeah. I don't. Where's the shaft on that thing? I don't get it. We've said shaft way too much. Um, yeah, Nobody so, understands him but his woman. <laughs> That's Sony why we says don't get it. It could be used in conjunction with a smartphone to play PlayStation games via remote play or via the cloud. Um, and also, Sony is making a big push into mobile. It's trying to. Maybe remember it made that big announcement not that long ago about it. Well, what yeah. we what I didn't did not know was that in October, Sony appointed the former Apple Arcade content boss Nicola Sebastiani to lead the company's mobile operations. So they made a big hire there. Um, there's also a Wipeout game called Wipeout Rush that's coming to mobile. Any interest in Sony's games on mobile? Nope. Not even like a Wipeout or something like that. Nope. Me either. Like, if you want to make a wipeout for PS5, hell yeah. Yeah, my the storage on my phone filled up this week. If you want to make an update of Wipeout XL and get all the music back, yeah. I'll pay you full price for that. Yeah. Um, but my phone was full, so I had to go delete stuff. And what I realized is that I had a Call of Duty mobile on my phone for years and had not played it. And it kept being updated. And it was now up to like three and a half or four gigs on my phone. And so I deleted that. But what really struck me was, oh, I also have Pokemon Go on my phone, which I have not played in three years. Like, I had, like, five games. Uh-huh. I had the the um, Harry Potter, like, Pokemon Go clone oh, yeah. was still on there. Like, I had all these games on there I had not played in, like, three or four years, and they kept sitting there getting updated, sucking up space. But it also just showed me I do not play mobile games no. at all. No. At all. There's um, stuff on here I haven't looked. I forget they're there. Like Angry I deleted Birds, 10 gigs worth Angry of Angry Birds Star Wars, Game Developer Story, Trivia HQ didn't even work anymore, Marvel Puzzle Quest I haven't opened in years. I do not mobile game. I just do not. And the, the crazy Word part, Crossy, I, I only keep that because it was a Word Crossy. There was some crossword puzzle I, app I kept purely because uh, X-Play was one of the answers once. Oh. Uh, well, and it took me 
30 minutes to figure it out because it never occurred to me that X-Play would be the answer to anything and anything anyone's ever heard of. Because <laughs> it was like, like what is it? It's a hyphen, there's a hyphen, and I think the first letter is X? What the fuck could that be? And it's uh-huh. like, oh, it's that show I worked on for 12 years. <laughs> well, the, the crazy part is that I just went and shot Pactor Factor at Pac's house. I got him. Well, J.M. Rain actually got him the PS5, and then I paid J.M. Rain for it, and he shipped it to me. Um, I gave him that PlayStation 5 month and a half, two months ago. He has still not opened it. <laughs> not only that, like, it's not even, like, in the box. It's in the ship, the brown shipping box mm. still. He hasn't even opened the shipping box to look at the PlayStation 5. And then, you know, I sit there and record with him for four hours, and the only games he talks about are mobile games. Just the whole time. It's like... Bro, it's like, okay, boomer. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, you have a PlayStation 5. Literally, there have been like 25 amazing games released this Mm. year, and you're playing like literally like the sixth match three RPG. But do you know why? Because to play that, all he has to do is this. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to hook up my PlayStation 5 until I get a new TV. I'm like, why? It's like, well, I just want the LG OLED when I play it. And I'm just like, just hook it up, dude. Like, there are some people that love mobile gaming. I am definitely not one of them. But I think it's smart for PlayStation to get into that space because Mm -hmm. there are, honestly, there are probably a lot of people like Pactor. I mean, I can definitely see waiting for an OLED to play the PS5. PS5? But... Not play it at not all? To, not to play mobile games instead. You also like, have to remember... I, I would just mean I'd get an OLED the next day. Yeah, right, right. Like, exactly. You also have to remember, he has every game waiting. Mm-hmm. They all send, they him, send him codes. Everything, yeah. Like, he actually gets code for, like, Nintendo stuff before I do. They send him, like, review code, like, two weeks before the game comes out. And we get it, like, the day it comes out. In some cases, maybe a couple days before Nintendo stuff comes out. And it's just all sitting there. He's not using any of it. So, and I do think that there are more people like Pactor than you think. Like Brent, the guy who built Sifted. Like, oh, I know they're there. I just, most I'm of just the, not one of them. His time spent playing games is playing mobile games. Like, and I don't begrudge anybody for it. Um, it's just something that I have no interest in. And it's a market that maybe I need to understand a little better um, because I don't understand it at all because I'm completely I, confused by why I don't consider play it a as the game. same kind of market. It's, it's not just, the same market. I don't, you know, it's like saying you're in sports broadcasting and you need to understand curling. I don't agree yeah. with that. I, I think no matter how popular curling got, it's just not the same thing I joined up to do. Like, I don't yeah. care. I don't, you know, and sometimes I, pl- I played some stuff, but, like, usually if the license appeals to me, I played all the Transformers things that have mm-hmm. come out. And they're all terrible. Yeah. They're all terrible games. I feel like every time I play a mobile game, I'm like, if it's really good, I'm like, oh, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But it's still, even the best mobile games are, like, the worst console games to me. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, look, I, I was born without the whatever gene makes you get addicted to mobile games. Like, in the, you know, like I don't care <laughs> about God. filling the bar up or whatever. You know, yeah. like, I, the, the gameplay wears on me pretty fast, you know? How can Pactor keep playing match three puzzle games? I don't know. Because you also have to realize that, I like, like match three Candy games, Crush... But there's a point at which you can at, tell like, it's level cheating level eight bazillion. Right, but there's a point... Even Candy Crush, there's a point where I could tell, like, okay, you are just not giving me the pieces Here, I need. you're milking you me, me to, so yeah. I'll buy hammers, whatever the hell yeah. they are. The lollipop thing, I don't even like, know. Like, you know, and that may not be true, I don't know, but it sure feels like it. I got, there were 
periods in Candy Crush where I couldn't get through one level for days. Yeah. And then, like, one day it just sort of happened. It happens. I yeah. was like, okay, oh, you gave up. I have no doubts that that's all rigged and set up that mm-hmm. way. No doubt at all. And they finally figured out, this guy's not going to buy the hammer. Okay. Yeah. Try the look. next level. Yeah. Maybe the next time he will. Yeah. We'll it's frustrate him so until he does dirty. it. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but I do, look, I do think... That PlayStation's game's going to mobile, that will provide another opportunity for me to give mobile gaming a chance. Mm-hmm. I will. Like, if there's an Uncharted game for mobile or any of other Sony's IP, I'll try it. I'll probably hate it, but I'll try it. Yeah, I'll try it. But it's like, it's always going to be stuff like the Mario thing where it's like, okay, this is sort of a weird, shrunk down facsimile of this thing that I know. Sort of like Fire Emblem. With was sacrifices, and yeah. Mario and Kart. And like, it's just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you, dude. Yeah. I don't get it either. It's. Not my forte, and I don't begrudge anyone who does. As long as people are the thing I playing play, games the and spending money on things I play the games. most on mobile are actually uh, board game like apps, like, ver- oh, like yeah. versions of app versions of board games, so I can just play them real fast and not have to set things up. Like, Is there anyone in our chat that likes mobile gaming? And if you do, can you explain? Because you guys are console core gamers, and so if you if anyone has found like a mobile game that you guys like, I'd love to hear about it. Because I'm not close-minded to it. I'm willing to give it a chance, and I, mean, I have given it several chances. I think Delfino is correct. Pactor seems the type that shouldn't go near a casino with his credit card. <laughs> or, I mean, yeah, he's a whale, I'm sure. I'm sure oh. at casinos in Vegas, they know who he is, and he gets to stay for free. Yeah, he, he gets the suite. Yeah. Uh, Swanland says, I only play Picross and Jigsaw games. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the way it is for most people. Uh, Tiny2K says, I play Puzzles and Empires with Pack. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> There you go. Because the twice-weekly war is fun. Yeah. That's his big game. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember he used to, like, t- on the on the show, he would be, be like, add me on on, on this. Add me on uh, Puzzle and Empires. That was his... Empires and Puzzles is actually what yeah. it's called. Because well, he was, yeah. and it, like, he was, like, because he wanted, like, people to join their guild or whatever and like he was like we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll show you we'll tell you how you- we'll get you there it was like he was well he's trying to give me money he's mm. like i'll give you 200 dollars to start playing empires and puzzles and i said no and he's mm. like what do you mean and i'm like i just don't want to play it and i'm not going to take 200 dollars of your money to put it into something that i don't want to play yeah. like just flush it down a toilet or go to the corner and give to some like a homeless person who needs it like don't burn it Sir Spider says uh, Hearthstone on mobile. I think a lot of people probably agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I've got, like, uh, the last thing, looks, judging by the order of installation here, I think the last thing I played that was an, wasn't, like, a digital version of a board or a card game mm-hmm. was Infinite Galaxy. Okay. Which I mostly just loaded, got because it had cool spaceships. And there's, I spent, like, three hours playing that game and, like, waiting for the, the, the tutorial to end. Yeah. And it didn't. And I'm like, is this just a game? Like, you just tell me what to click, and I, that's what the game is? And like, I went another... I played four hours, and it never stopped holding my hand, and the game never opened up. I'm like, is this just what it is? I don't... It didn't even ask me for money. Yeah. Like, I was like, what are you doing? It's a like, I don't, yeah. Erebus Jones says, always time for a tower defense game like Plants vs. Zombies. That's the only other genre I've enjoyed on mobile, being perfectly honest. Um, Schneeky says, I used to play Tomb Raider Runner while waiting for interviewers. Mm. Okay. I um, liked Delfino um, Fall Shelter. Played it for two days. That's about how long I played it. I liked You Must Build a Boat and its sequel. I never even heard that, of that. That's uh, those are also match games. Those are uh, match three games. But like, I don't want to play. But more you're match building three games. But it's not like. But it's not like a. It's not a, a game as a service. It's just a game you buy. You buy and like 
you match them to get items and then you build like a boat at the basically over the course of the the campaign you build a boat and then you get to escape the thing you're on it's but it's like it's not cheating you it's not trying to get you to buy microtransactions it's just an actual legitimate match three game you can actually win yeah um that's fun uh talica thank you for twitch prime talica 1981 there's uh, been some like like experimental things like device six that was a really cool mobile game that could only really have been done on mobile at the time you could probably do it on switch now i think maybe it is on switch East Demon says, um, I enjoyed the Tomb Raider and Hitman Go mobile games. A lot of people mm-hmm. have actually brought that up that they Yeah, those. Tomb Raider, Hitman, Hitman Go and, and Tomb Raider Go were, were good. And Vincent says, I play games built for mobile but on Switch. Yep, there's a lot of that. Hmm. Temple Run. Yeah. Asphalt. It's a pretty decent rate racing franchise. I played uh, Gundam Builder Mobile for a while, um, which is like you. It's like a almost like virtual on, but you build. You've played a lot of mobile games. You build Gundam. You build Gundam models and then play in like a like a mobile like an arena thing that's sort of like virtual on or like whatever. I actually turned uh, Austin Creed onto that at a Christmas party two years ago because it had just come out and I was playing. He's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "It's a Gundam. You build models and then you then you fight with them." And he's just like, "What is that? Tell me what to." Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you ever think mobile gaming will become a significant part of Sony's business? I don't know. I mean, I would. It feels like it's getting into not. it later than it should have, but I guess better late than never. I guess. Like, I can't imagine them ever becoming like a force in it, but yeah. maybe I don't know. If like, you, most console companies fail miserably at mobile, yeah, it's a t- it just com- doesn't as, translate. To your point, it's a completely different market. Yeah, it's yeah. not. You know, it's it's you know, it's Michael Jordan trying to play baseball. Yeah. basically. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep. So anyway, that's the latest on Sony and PlayStation. Two patents, one for plates, so it can make money off its PS5 plates, and one for a crazy grip controller for mobile to help bolster, I think, its Mm -hmm. mobile efforts. I think stuff like this, though, just kind of puts Sony on the map for mobile for some people. Like, we'll talk about it here on Game Face, and people are like, that's right, Sony's making mobile games now. And Maybe they'll remember it when when Wipeout comes out. They're making movies, too. Doesn't mean I got to go see Uncharted. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, I will probably go see Uncharted, though. Will you? <laughs> yeah, probably. But like, <laughs> I'm a sucker. I don't expect to have to rush for tickets the way I did for Spider Man. No, at least you I would, wouldn't think Spider Man so. opening night tickets for City Walk. People are trying to sell them for fourteen hundred dollars on eBay right now. You won't do that, will you? I already got them. Okay, but you wouldn't if you like. Of course not. not. Okay, well, just the, make just make other, it sure. Well, the other ridiculous <laughs> thing is like, well, you just see them tomorrow, the next morning for one right, thing. Yeah. The other thing, the ridiculous thing is there are still seats available for the showings. They're all just front row. Oh. But I don't even want to sit front row at a theater. I mean, I wouldn't want to sit front row either, but I'd rather sit front row than pay $1,400 for a ticket. <laughs> yep. It's not that bad a seat. Yeah. They're pretty bad, though. They're <laughs> like the worst way to watch a movie. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's the latest uh, on PlayStation from this week. Yep. Also, No Way Home, or Spider, the last Spider-Man one, uh, Far From Home, that's not just the top grossing Spider-Man movie of all time. It's Sony's top grossing movie of all time. Do not Sony's underestimate bar the, isn't that high. It's not that, that high, but do not underestimate the power of the Spider-Man. Oh, no, I'm not. I mean, I know Spider-Man's huge. It's yeah. absolutely true. Yep. Uh, okay, let's move on. We're going to talk next about Epic Games and how Epic Games is taking over the world. It's buying everything and anything. It's filing lawsuits wherever it can. The latest, the latest update from Epic is that it has purchased Harmonix. I think this was mentioned during Q&A last week. Yeah. It had it happened, like, happened like during just show, like yeah. during Q&A or something like that. We didn't really have a bunch of details. We couldn't really talk about it. But now we do have the details. Um, I guess what I would say just to start off, Matt, is that 
it seems like a good deal. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as what is Harmonix really doing anymore? I'm about to show you. <laughs> Only on Game Phase will we show you what game publishers are actually doing. So this is obviously Rock Band Four. It's still mm-hmm. doing Rock Band it's Four. Still doing Rock Band Four. There's still DLC. In fact, when this deal was announced, Harmonix made a point to say. More Rock Band 4 DLC is coming. It'll be coming all through 2022. It also made a point to say it will be producing no more peripherals. Mm. So whatever's out there is what's out there unless a third party decides to step up. And that is not going to happen because it literally bankrupted one of the big third party peripheral makers. Wasn't it Nyko? Mad Cats. Or Mad Cats, yeah. It literally ended Mad Cats. Think about how many years you can remember cheap Mad Cats controllers? Yeah, Mad Cats goes back to like as far as I can, almost as far as I can remember. Like, right, and what I was in high school, and then Rock Band killed it. Rock Band killed, rock it. Band killed <laughs> or Guitar Hero. I think it was Guitar Hero. You're right. I think it was Guitar Hero. It doesn't really matter. It's the same um, thing. Yeah. Well, it matters if I'm going to play one of them. Right. Well, Rock I Band thought four, about pulling out Rock Band again, but I just, it's so much setup, and I don't even is. know if I still have any of the guitars anymore. I have the I have the actual Strat a wooden Stratocaster controller i have two but i have I two orange ones but i don't know like a full size it's a you know the full yeah, size thing. it's made out of wood yeah, and, but yeah. i don't know if i have any plastic ones i have that i have the ion drum kit and i have the keyboard from rock band 3 oh i never got the keyboard but i have like everything else i can play i can totally set up rock band 4 in my living room i have to dig through my closets and find stuff but i have all yeah all i have an extensive library of uh of songs oh, my song so. library is huge yeah yep. hundreds and hundreds of songs me too um, but so the good news is, if you're a rock God, band fan, they're really not touching it. They're yeah. going to keep making songs like they always have been. Um, they're not really changing their strategy towards that. Yeah, it's funny to think, like, you know, there was a there was a time when if you went to a party, at least with the people we knew, yeah, rock band was did. happening. Oh, this is what like, you did, that, yeah, that all was, night. Yeah, <laughs> like you'd forget to drink. Oh yeah, you were playing too much. Yeah, you wouldn't get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> You get drunk, you can't play. <laughs> You're right, you can't. And, and that would be the yell worst thing. You. <laughs> Somebody Probably would. Probably Jeremy Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> Who now works at Epic. And now they own harmonics. It was all part of the plan. <laughs> that is freaking hilarious, Matt, that you piece all that together. <laughs> um, so anyway, they're leaving Rock Band alone. Um, that's the only one of their old games that they, they talked about other than Fuser. Um, Fuser, and that are eventually coming up in this B-roll as well. Um Harmonix said there will be no changes to any Fuser events. Those are all going to go off as planned. Um, and all Harmonix's games will remain available on Steam and console. And there are no plans to change the way Harmonix supports any of its older games at all, even though several of them are basically dead at this point. Um, and the reason that it's been acquired by Epic is to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. So what does that tell you, Matt? Um, it tells me that, that an era is ending. Which era? Harmonics is over. Independent? Just, you think it's over? Just, I mean, they'll keep doing the rock band thing as long as they can, I'm sure. But, like, they've just, they're have just they being absorbed into the epic ami- the Fortnite amoeba. And, uh, I mean, this is basically like, you know, High Moon Studios has to make Call of Duty levels now. Yeah. This is Activision shit. This me. is a good deal, though. If, if I feel like... I if, mean, yeah, this is, this is a good ending for Harmonix. Right. It's like, at least the people who own Harmonix made some cash. Finally, Alex got paid out. Yeah. Although, I think they may have got paid out once before because... I think they did okay. Because yeah. MTV owned Harmonix at one point. Yeah. And I think they made a big chunk of money off of that and then MTV didn't want them anymore, and I don't know if they were sold to somebody else or if they just went independent. I can't remember. I think they went independent, but I can't remember. Um, but regardless, I hope, I hope all those those... 
folks made made some good cash out of this. It was always a conflict of interest for us at Game Trailers covering Rock Band because MTV, which owned Game Trailers, right. also, also owned Viacom. Harmonix. Yeah. Um, and so it was always funky, like us reviewing it. We'd have to put weird disclaimers at the front of our reviews and blah, blah, blah. And MTV didn't want us to do that because um, they're like, look, the game is good. You like it. If you put the disclaimer in front of it, you're going to make people think that this review is paid off. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's the exact opposite. We put the disclaimer in the front so people don't think that our review is bought out. Um, mm-hmm. But they were like, but you like the game and everyone else likes the game. So why wouldn't they just accept that you like it like everybody? They just didn't understand editorial at all, basically. So it was always a struggle there trying to deal with it. But here's why they bought Harmonix. MTV has trouble with disclosure? How shocking. (laughs) This is why they bought Harmonix right here. The live music (laughs) events that they're doing inside Fortnite. And my guess is from now on... You're going to play along. Yep. Whoever wants to do this stuff with Epic is going to talk to Harmonix. Yeah. And Harmonix is going to handle all of these events, making sure... Harmonix and, is going to come up with the artists. I mean, I, uh, Harmonix knows music yes. like no other company in games. That was the best part about going to rock band events was just talking music with the yeah. people from Harmonix because they loved it as much as I did. Yeah, this Harmonix is like if I started a studio that just made Transformers games. Right, pretty much. Like, it's... And, and all the good and bad that would entail if you had to visit my company. <laughs> but look, th- th- again, this is what I'm getting at. This is why it's such a good deal for both sides. Because, look, th- do you trust Sweeney and company to work yeah. in the music industry? Hell yeah. no. This will, this will uh, at the very least, Harmonix being in charge of this will, will drop the how, you do, how do you do fellow kids quotient <laughs> significantly. Exactly. It's a good deal for both sides. Epic, it doesn't belong in the music industry. Harmonix has been in the music industry for like 15 years. Yeah, Harmonix years. is as much a music company as it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean it has relationships with yeah. all the music and publishers. And all the people that work there are in bands. You right. Know, like, like a, lot of the, yeah. a lot of the bonus tracks were all from you know company ba- basically bands that the company employees were in, including a, Freeze Pop, which is a great band. Yeah, yeah Freeze Pop's great. Um, it's a Deal made in heaven. Because let's be honest, this is where Fortnite's going. This is all about the metaverse and blah, 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 and all this crap that Epic and Facebook are working on. They are going to be a huge component of that. They're, people will no longer be dealing with the fish out of water now when they want to talk to Epic about having a concert inside Fortnite. Um, I'm hoping that with, with its experience in music and rhythm stuff that these quote-unquote concerts or events inside Fortnite could be something become something a little more fun and interactive. Because mm-hmm. right now, it's just basically show up with your avatar and watch crap happen. Um, so maybe, you know, with harmonics, they can actually make it something that's fun to actually play yeah, instead of just something to watch. Interactivity and involvement would be good. Because some of that, I mean, some of this is cool, but also a lot of it feels a little like watching the end of the world happen. <laughs> like yeah. It, like there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an element of like, I don't know. There's there's a there's a threatening element to how they play out. No, I agree. Now. So as I, I've talked about this guy before on the show, I have a friend who See, is, they just blew everybody up. Yeah, exactly. And now a giant performer is coming. Yeah. To, who is that? I can't see. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Okay. So I've talked about this guy before. I have a friend who is literally the top one or two electronic music artists right or um agents in the world that guy yeah. yep and so i've talked about him a bunch of times he just got married and i was at his wedding like three weeks ago here in la and at the reception we were talking about music and games because i was like you know how do you guys work with the games industry like say one of your djs wants to do something like he reps cascade and like just these 
gigantic DJs, Dead Mouse, like all mm-hmm. the people that like even my mom know, he reps them and all the underground guys as well. So I'm like, who do you work with when Cascade wants to do something in a video game or something with the video game? And he's like, honestly, it's a disaster. He's like, because the people at the game companies, they don't get it, what our artists are looking for, what our artists want. A lot of times we end up making all the sacrifices and we end up with a product that we're not happy with, blah, blah, blah. And then ping, suddenly this shows up, bringing harmonics in to handle all this stuff for Epic. It's it's perfect. It's a match made in heaven. Um, and I think it's going to work out good for both sides. Obviously, as you said, the harmonics guys are getting paid out and as they should have gotten paid out a long time ago if they haven't been already. Um, and they're going someplace where I don't know a single person who works at Epic that doesn't like working there, Matt. All yeah. our friends love it there. Yeah. And they're living in Raleigh, North Carolina, which I don't think I could ever do. And they don't care. They like working at Epic so much that it doesn't matter. They're just like, it's great. I have a huge house. I make more money than I could ever spend here in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in a nice it, neighborhood. You see Cliff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, actually, which is a little weird. But Maybe go out. You'll probably see him in a couple. We see him at that restaurant he owns. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I don't think as often as you might assume. But, you know, we're all getting older now. We're, getting older. we're all staying home. We are, yeah, we aren't going out as much as we used to back in the day. It's not like we're going out four nights a week for happy hour anymore like we his, used to. Uh, his brother is going to be at the Transformers convention here in March. Whose brother? Uh, Cliff's. Oh, really? His, his brother Tyler uh, writes Transformers comics. Now. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, he's going to be signing at, uh, at the convention, at the TFCon in wow. March. Wow. Both brothers, very successful. Um, so anyway, that's the latest. I really I struggle to find any negative to this. Yeah, I mean, maybe the end of Rock Band, but it's not like I've played Rock Band recently. Right. I mean, it's not the end of Rock Band, because they said For they're going to publish DLC through the end of next year. Right, but after that. Like, you're kind of, if you're... <laughs> With your rock band, you're actually kind of starting to run out of music at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of like hip hop and electronic stuff that you, but that's not that game. Right. There just isn't that much rock music. Yeah, being it's hard to think there. of like when you look at it, it's like, well, what song would I want? Right. What yeah. big hit rock song has there been? I mean, there's there's artists that aren't on there still, or at least that last I checked. Oh, yeah, like Greta Van Fleet. Like, yeah. there's stuff like that. But but you're probably just never getting them. Yeah, and I mean, that band's not that big. You're never going to be able to integrate the Beatles right. into it. That was well, a standalone other thing. than the one time they did it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that was a standalone yeah. product. You're Some never going to be able to integrate the Beatles songs into nope. Rock Band. Nope. Or Michael Jackson, probably. Yeah. A lot of that big Prince, all that stuff. Man, Prince would have been good. Yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> Prince could have had his own game. Oh, Absolutely. Easy. easy. Yep. Just put that symbol on there and call it a day. Yeah, pretty much. That's the here's yeah. your box art. That's yeah. all you got to do. Purple, pff, the <laughs> symbol, and done. Like, yep, yep. Very don't even easily. need to say rock band on it. Yeah. So anyway, big, it's a big deal. They didn't really divulge the terms of the deal. At least I was able to come across them. I don't know how much Epic paid for Harmonics, but Harmonics has actually been doing mostly like mobile stuff lately. Mm. Like, they did that Kickstarted thing a while ago with the the kind of the the amplitude sequel like follow-up remember that oh yeah that was yeah, pretty it's good. in this b-roll somewhere um towards the end i think can't remember what it was called Maybe there was, was this game for switch that they made which was basically a mobile game because switch let's be honest is basically a mobile platform i know people don't want to hear that or admit it but that's what it is it's basically a cell phone um that has been repurposed into a gaming console this game came out for it for switch um and then you have like uh, dance central which is now all mobile now, mostly. It's a mobile franchise. 
Um, it's been making stuff, and it's worked a lot in VR. Um, with a lot of a lot of it, what it's been doing is just bringing its IP into VR, existing license or uh, existing franchises that it already had, um, bringing them into VR and AR. Um, and then you can see here, like this is their game, and doesn't it look exactly? What? Oh, I need to take it. This is their game, and doesn't it look exactly like what we just saw? Yeah, the user does look a lot like the Fortnite music events. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a perfect match. So, Possibly I, an audition. Yeah, I mean, that maybe got them bought. Yeah. <laughs> I've great. definitely seen this on, like, I, I've looked at this, and I, you know, the, the certainly the recommendations have been high, but it's just it's pricey. Yeah. I won't pay for any mobile game. To me, mobile games got to be free. Well, a, I thought there was a version of that on Steam. I think there is. Yeah. yeah. That's but, where I'd get it. Yeah. If I got it at all. Uh, but anyway, it seems like a good deal for both sides. I'm happy for Harmonix. Can I use the DJ Hero controller? That's probably in the back of the closet somewhere. I still have that. It's under my bed, yeah. at the foot of my bed. <laughs> Every time I go to have to move everything, I have to move that out of the way. <laughs> and that's worth nothing. I should probably just throw it away. Maybe. Yeah. It's taking up a lot of space. Um, the other thing I should say is Harmonix people are good people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all gotten to know them across the years at their various events and because they were at mtv like we worked with them like behind the scenes a lot of times good people um i can't think of another studio that's worked harder and deserves it more so you could uh you could sell that dj controller for a big 14 dollars right now yeah so i could throw it away yeah that's what i figured okay let's move along we're gonna talk next about another rumored remake from the classic age and this one i think is really gonna piss that off because he's talked about this game before about correct. how much he hates it. And that game is Chrono Cross. Fuck that game. <laughs> You're going to say that. Um, how, about so, you, how about you remake Chrono Trigger properly first? How about you remake Final Fantasy VI properly first before, I mean, you, before you ruin another game? I'll be honest with you, Matt. I don't even like This is why I do not 100% believe this rumor. Because it, there's just too many other games that would be more likely and more yeah. lucrative to remake. I don't know about that because really? they, I mean, well, because they did put six and Chrono Trigger out on, on things. They just looked terrible, and they did patch Chrono Trigger so it didn't look that terrible anymore. But like, I believe this because it's just the same tech that they already have up and running to do their you know their remake remasters of Final Fantasy eight and nine. This is a remake though, not a remaster. Yeah, but so was eight technically. I mean, you had to redo a lot of assets for for eight. Uh, eight was eight qualifies as a remake in this in the sense of how many new assets they had to build hmm. for it, um, and it's a lot of the same tech in place in terms of the you know the static the, the pre-rendered backgrounds and the video playing in the back. It's all the same stuff. You know all those all those PlayStation One Square RPGs ran on kind of the same thing. So Chrono Cross would actually be the logical next step if you've done eight and nine and you're continuing through the PlayStation one library that way. Interesting. Um, um th- we should give credit. I'm for not trying team. to encourage them because Chrono Cross <laughs> is garbage, but except the music music's great. Um, and I did appreciate that it had colors in it. Yeah. Which was unusual for the time. It's really bright. It's like a tropical setting. Yeah. It made a big difference. Um, the weirdest thing about it is that Chrono Cross is really more of a sequel to a game called Radical Dreamers and shares a lot of characters with it and some of the premise, in fact, um, including what that the blonde girl, I think, is from that or related to that somehow. I can't remember exactly. It's been a long time. But uh, it's more of a follow-up to Radical Dreamers, which was a side kind of thing that the Chrono Trigger t- team did that did sort of relate to Chrono Trigger, um, but never came to the West. So you were kind of working blind on that. You know what, what they should do? 
is that if they're going to do it do it up, they're going to do it up. They remake this and remake Radical Dreamers and put them together into one game, into one package. They will never do that because Square is a bunch of money-grubbing cheap <laughs> bastards. But if you wanted to really give the Chrono Cross fans something to sing about, you would put you'd do an English version of Radical Dreamers finally. Interesting. Well, I think this game is extremely niche. I don't think it's a great idea to remake or remaster this. This news comes from Xbox era's Nick Baker. Um, also, this game was in the NVIDIA database leak. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Chrono Cross what remake. And I think people just thought it was so absurd they just didn't believe it. <laughs> it turns out, according well, it's funny to Nick like, the Baker. Pe- people who I think it's good, people who, who think that um, this game is good didn't believe it because they're like, no, no, they'd never give me something I want so badly. And people like me who hate this game, like, they would never remake something that useless. Like, yeah. Which is probably why it's true. Well, the rumors started flying because folk singer, and I'm going to probably completely butcher her name, Ebha McMahon, uh, who performs under the stage name Ava, she told an Irish radio station uh, that she had recorded an Irish language theme for a game and that it hadn't been announced yet. And so people were connecting the dots. And like, oh, this is the game that she was talking about, that she was working Somewhat, on. Somewhat, but you know what else has Irish stuff in it? Xenogears. Yeah, Xenogears had a whole extra album they did with like one of their uh, some of the Irish musicians they worked with on that, as I recall. Uh, again, another Square game I'd hate, uh, <laughs> but um, again, phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah, really, you hate Xenogears? I think Xenogears is one of the worst things I've ever played. Wow, that had all kinds of odd religious innuendo hidden it was in it just, too. It was just Evangelion. It was, it was Evangelion influencing again, and they just mixed a bunch of Judeo-Christian st- stuff and called it deep. Then they ran out of money in the second disc as a guy sitting in a wooden chair telling you what happened. It's, the, yeah. it's, the, it's hilarious. So when I got to GameSpot back in two, God, that music's 2000, when I first got there, they had just reviewed this. Mm. And a freelance writer, Andrew Vestal, had given it him. a perfect 10. Yeah, I remember that. And half of the editorial staff was like losing its mind because Good, it, because he's at drawn. that point, <laughs> at that point, I don't know if GameSpot had given more than one or two. Yeah, perfect they've been tens. like a, a Ocarina, and that was about it, or something. Ocarina, right? and I think that might have been it. And then later that year, Metroid Prime got a perfect ten, and then it, like the year after that, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three got a perfect ten. Um, but at this point, when Chrono Cross came out, it was like the second perfect 10 on GameSpot. Yeah, and that's people, insanity. And the, I mean, the editorial staff, I didn't even, I hadn't played it. I just stayed I out of it. I would struggle to give this game a six. Wow. I think well, I'll say I, this. I think it's not just terrible in terms of mechanics and in terms of just sort of general everything. I think it's one of the worst paced things I've ever played. Huh. And at one point, it makes you play a cat for 25 hours. <laughs> like... It's, I mean, I'll say this. The editorial staff was up in arms over it. Yeah, and that's even leaving aside the fact that if you're expecting a sequel to Chrono Trigger, go fuck yourself. Like, it's not here. But I remember, it's not here. I remember Jeff Gersman saying, like, you've played five hours of it. Andrew's played 50 hours of it. And so they stuck right. with his score. I've eaten five mouthfuls of shit. <laughs> He's eaten four <laughs> tablespoons of shit. But I know what I don't like. <laughs> So, what was the big thing about the game that made you not like it? Because when I played it, it like I ended up playing a little bit of it because I was like, "Oh, what's this all about? Like, I need to find out if like our editorial is all screwed up or whatever." It just 
seemed like a passable JRPG to me. Nothing struck that is me what as it is. bad. I've, well, it is bad uh, in terms of like the combat system. As I, I mean, it's been 25 years, but like, uh, and I did finish it. Um, the combat system is garbage. There's only certain characters that are viable through most of it, and they give you like what, like 40 characters or yeah. something. Maybe five or six of them have actual character personality. Like they don't get time. You know, it's yeah. like like Suikoden. Um, at least gives everybody a little bit of, of personality, but like you can barely even go talk to these people. They're just on a menu screen. There's a bunch of stuff that's just kind of disparate, and you don't understand why. Like, why is the girl dressed as a jester? Why is the girl dressed as Harley, Harley Quinn? Like, why is that happening? Like, what? Like, none of it really adds up. You get body swapped with, with the bad guy, Lynx, at one point, and then you basically play as him for the rest of the game. But none of it really matters because the the main character Surge is. Uh, is mute the whole time, so like changing character models doesn't really change it doesn't anything. Matter, yeah. It's just like you get like things where it's like, oh, aren't you the bad guy? No, I'm not. Okay, cool. But like they already did that already better with Magus changing yeah. sides in Chrono Trigger, and then they did it even better by having like the the conflict with um, you know, if you wanted to do like the the weird conflict with like a a crazy person, you've got that better in uh, with Kefka, and you got better in Sugaden with um, um, Luca Blight. Well, that was the um, crazy thing is Final Fantasy VII didn't get a perfect score in no, game spot. Just in comparison, I, I mean, I even I put a Final Fantasy, you know my feelings of Final Fantasy VII. Yep. I would put Final Fantasy VII above this game. I think this game drops its balls everywhere. Well, I've played more of Final Fantasy VII, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for me to say one or the other. They seem, they're so different. They're different, but they're also from the same mold because they are doing that same sort of... the same template. Same template of the kind of the big budget for the time JRPG that is very influenced by anime of the time. This is also... This is sort of also where I lost hope for the genre (laughs) in the sense that, like, this is... It was irrefutable at this point that they had shifted from telling basically epic novel stories, which JRPGs used to do. Final Fantasy Star did that. The old Final Fantasies before Seven did that. Um... And they had shifted to basically just making anime series. Like, this was a season of anime. Final Fantasy VII is a season of anime. Uh, it's episodic, almost. And the remake is even more so. They leaned into that real hard. Uh, and this, again, was just like, you know, a, a big cast of characters you don't care about who all sort of have the same look to them uh, tied together by a really good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And if the soundtrack was able to make you feel what they wanted you to feel through the stilted translation that probably was translating something written for 13-year-old boys, uh, more power to you. But uh, I was 24, and I thought this was crap. And it certainly wasn't. And that's leaving aside the fact that it is a woeful and inadequate follow-up to Chrono Trigger, which I still consider one of the best JRPGs of its era. Um, probably the best RPG of the 16-bit era, period. Um, maybe it's hard to argue against that. Maybe Fantasy Star Four can compete with it yeah. if you've played the whole series, because Fantasy Star Four is just like seventy hours of payoff, basically. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, the couple characters show. There's the, the you know that's the other thing is they reveal that basically the the characters from Chrono Trigger died. No, oh, like, yeah. Like they, it, like everyone from you loved from that first that previous game died and ended horribly. It was it never it didn't work out too well for anyone. <laughs> um, and they briefly interact with them, and that's it. But this is mostly a sequel to a game that no one in America got to play unless you spoke Japanese, unless yeah. you read Japanese, which is also bullshit. Yep, I um, agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, this is the. I, in, in that sense, it felt like a bait and switch. Um, after waiting all that time for a Chrono Chrono Trigger sequel, um, but that's a separate complaint. I think I think. Chrono Cross fails on its own merits in addition to failing as a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Yep. Um, and of 
all those Square PS1 RPGs, I would play all of them again before I had to touch this. Okay. Even Xenogears. Wow. Because at least Xenogears looks cool sometimes. I don't like how anyone in this game looks. It does have an odd art style. And I hate the black. Like, that looks unfinished to me. Like the, the, the field interface. effect the graphic inter- and field effect graphic the interface <laughs> thing with their na- like none of that yeah. works for me. No, I mean a lot of games from that era come off that way to me though. But like at least like Final Fantasy has blue windows. I don't know why that matters, <laughs> but like there's something. It's just like it looks like you're just looking into a void for some reason. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It has that, that weird level combo thing and the feel. Yeah. It's just. This was like one of the early things where like the saga games had that too, where it's just like, why is the combat system like that? Is it just so you can say you have something unique? Like it doesn't, you know. Probably. It's, you know, there were. I other, mean, I feel like a little bit of that still happens today. It does still happen. Sometimes, yeah. but sometimes it works. Like I think, you know, probably the most gimmicky JRPG combat system I like is um, Shadow Hearts. You remember that? As a PS, I don't. That's a, that's a PS2. I mean, I remember the game, but I don't remember what the unique thing. Basically, is about it. when you do an attack in the Shadow Hearts games, you, there's a little circle and the little like, you know, it's a dial that kind of goes around, and if you stop it in like the red zone, you get a critical hit. Yeah. Okay. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, yeah. And they kind of built on that through seven, the three games. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's four games because Kudelka on the PS1 right. was the first one technically. That's a prequel that nobody played. Uh, and I ended up paying like seventy dollars for it later <laughs> after I realized that that was the first game in the series. Um, there's a there's a series I like to see collected, but that's Konami, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll never see those again. No, we'll never see. Yeah, a, that's never not see a Shadow Hearts collection. unless it sells it off. Yeah, I guess so. Which maybe someday. But those three games on PS2 were real good. Yeah, they, they, they were. I mean, it's probably I mean, that whole era for JRPGs was just amazing. They I mean, they definitely turned things around in in uh, the PS2 era. Part of it was because I think everything that followed Skies of Arcadia sort of woke up. Yeah, this was like, oh no, they don't have to be oppressively boring, dumb. It did change melancholy, the game in a lot of ways. depressing amnesiacs. Like they, we yeah. can have some fun. We can do something different. <laughs> yeah, Shadow Hearts had a and lot of horror elements. Successful. Was cool. yeah. yeah, and Shadow Hearts was cool. The third one has some weird stuff involving Native Americans. Oh, because um, they come to the new world and there's some. Oh, yeah, I can see some, where they there's might. Some uh, <laughs> some tribal fetishization <laughs> things going on. There's one, one. I think one of the oh, one just of the don't girls, do it. One of the girls in your party is like one of the the natives, and I think she she gets more powerful the less clothing she's wearing or oh. something like that. It's one of those things. Not surprising. Um, which also is a nice, a nice transition to the next topic. Yeah, well, if you want to take it. Well, we, I, <laughs> Matt. Apparently, I'm not supposed to mention when we have good natural segues. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But there are certain You're ruining people the segues that are by bothered by out. that. <laughs> so, so now funny. it's a terrible segue. <laughs> uh, so I was just looking at some people's opinions of this game here. A lot of people haven't played it because um, obviously a lot of our audience is a little younger than. Swanland, Xenogears, and Xenosaga are bad. A lot of people are assuming that it's going to be a really cheap remake. That's um, what I, I would assume is going to be like Final Fantasy VIII, the Final Fantasy VIII remaster remake thing they did. They'll go, they'll redo the assets, but otherwise it'll be identical. Yeah, they'll add like the speed up thing and the, you know that you know the invincibility thing and stuff. A lot like of people that. are saying they think it's going to be like the remake of Secret of Mana, which there was work that was put into it. Yeah, I mean it ran, but it's like you. I don't think so think though. Because, you well, here's maybe... the thing: Secret of Mana is is pixel art that you can blow up and and do that like this is pre-rendered shit no like, this didn't the secret of mana have like completely redone graphics with some of it did yeah. yeah yeah well the the one especially the one that, didn't, that never came here before they did that yeah but like I, they're gonna they're gonna have to redo all the backgrounds in this oh yeah like everything oh, like, yeah. it's like final fantasy 8 final fantasy 8 is a remake like they redid every asset in that game mm-hmm. to be able to display on a mo- you know all new character models like you know squall has a face now mm-hmm. like um 
Although it ruins my favorite bit in that whole game where they say you're the, you're the most handsome guy here. And if you zoom in on his face, it's just this mess of pixels. It doesn't look like anything. Um, the power of suggestion. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons JRPG stuff was kind of their heyday was the PS1, PS2 range for most people, I think. Because there's a point where graphics progressed to the degree where you had to actually portray things. Right. Yeah. And these you games, just create a rough bit, yeah, the yeah. 1632-bit range there, like, your imagination did all of it. There was no oh, voice yeah. acting. It was all sort the of The artist didn't have to really be talented um, at all. Yeah, all you had to do was make the sprite kind of nod up and down or jump yeah. up and down to show what kind of emotion was. And you're, you filled it all in. And the music, the music told you what to feel. A lot of times, yeah. And, like, it was almost, yeah. it was like, a, it was almost like reading a book or, or something. It, it was a, and also, it, I mean, it wasn't like anything. It was like, it was a unique, a 16-bit and to, to some degree 32-bit RPG, JRPG, is almost a unique art form. Oh, yeah. Like now, especially. Yeah. Well, and the problem became once you started having to actually dramatize all that, you end up with something like Final Fantasy X with the laughing scene, yeah. which is going to be the most ridiculous thing I'd seen on a PS2 in a very long time and probably remains so. Ha ha yeah. ha ha. I, and I know it's like, oh, they didn't intend it to be like, they intended it to him to sound stupid. It's like, okay, it's still stupid. Like, even if they intended it to be, you can intend something to be ridiculous and it's still too ridiculous to be acceptable. <laughs> um, Touche. It's uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as someone who loved JRPGs growing up, like kind of in the 16-bit era, and felt like they basically all went off the rails with the exception of Suikoden, which continues the tradition of sort of being that unique thing where like you're telling an epic story with the music telling you what to do and the text sort of letting you fill in things with your imagination because the sprites are not that detailed. Um, these games like Chrono Trigger and Xenogears were sort of the move to this like, oh, you're taking it to this like, as you as you abstract them less, just in part by nature of the advancement of technology, you then have to sell them better as dramatic presentations. And I would argue that almost no JRPG ever has passed that. Yeah. It's very, very hard to think of any. I, I know for some people Final Fantasy VII Remake worked in that regard. It doesn't work in that regard. Yeah, I don't agree with that. But if you want to say that that's okay, cool. I mean, at least it's got production value to it. But in general, I would say that most of that stuff does not work anymore. Yeah, I'd agree. And with that, we have to move on. Speaking of going, and off I do kind of look. If they do remake uh, Chrono Cross, I kind of look forward to people who haven't played it since they were twelve playing it again. And be like, wait a minute, this is garbage. Yeah, because you were is. an adult when you played, yeah. it, and a lot of people weren't. Yeah, and that changes Gold, things. For Golden sure. Age of Science Fiction is is twelve because that's how old you were when the best stuff came out. Because that's what you think is the best stuff. Yeah, and it's, I it's think only it's true of a lot of 12. games too. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, we're going to move on. We have a bunch of topics left, and we only have been an hour left. So we got to cruise through these last few. Um, another big story from this week. Kojima has decided to finally follow his life's passion, which I think we can both agree really is not video games. Definitely not. This is that. I mean, that's been 25, 30 years of it's like, wow, this guy's really frustrated they didn't get to direct movies. Yeah. Um, and I think some people would argue that his games, in some cases, really are more movies than interactive pieces. I mean, that's certainly where the effort goes. Yeah, the time. it appears to. And now Kojima is finally... Following his instincts, he is launching a branch of Kojima Productions here in Los Angeles um, to work on new film, TV, and music projects. I will project. say this. What? Project. Oh, I thought it was. He will make one thing and it will horribly bomb and that will be the end of this. Oh, oh, oh. 
I'm sure he has projects. Story in, wrong. Oh no, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, sure he has. <laughs> I, I'm sure he has multiple things in mind, but I think he will get one done. Yeah, and that will be the end of that. I can't understand what he's trying to do in music. I will say this: he has excellent taste in music. He does have good taste in music. Really, I don't good know taste what he expects to do. Right? There. Is he going to become a label and sign mm-hmm. like indie bands? Like I don't know. I I don't get that. The other part of it, the film and the TV stuff, I totally get it because he's wanted to do this his entire life. He's wanted to be a film director. He's wanted to be a TV person literally his entire career. Yeah, I wanted to be a jet pilot, but that doesn't mean I get to do it. (laughs) And it has obviously come through his work. He ended up becoming a game designer, a game builder, because he kind of stumbled into it. It wasn't like this lifelong dream that he had. Mm. He stumbled into a job. He found out he was really good at it. Or well, the funny thing about the early, especially the early Metal Gear stuff and some of the Snatcher stuff, is it just feels like a bored kid doing his homework by inserting like stuff he likes from the movies and things he watches. Or it's just like it's like someone assigned him Snatcher as an essay or something. So he just like stole a bunch of shit from Blade Runner and Terminator. Because he knew the teacher wouldn't know, and like did it that. It's like, oh, that was really cool. Now you do this. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna steal stuff from John Carpenter now and make this Metal Gear thing. He's just gonna call him Snake. Yeah, because because I like Escape from <laughs> New York. Like is it? Like it's just it's it, it's you could always tell his 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 like, heart wasn't in the game thing, but it's what he had to work with. Yes. Um, but the the trick is as again similar to what I was talking about the JRPGs as his stuff. The production values increased because the technology increased. You slowly had to admit he's not a very good filmmaker. No, he's not. He's a terrible writer. Yeah. The the cutscenes in most of these games are embarrassing. And they drag on way too long. They drag on forever. They don't go anywhere. And people have trouble piecing them together because they are so poorly communicated. Yeah. And uh, some of the ideas behind them are cool. But you have to, like, read a summary of something to, like, get. Especially in things like Metal Gear Solid 2, which, like... There's a there's a really solid like and like weirdly prescient uh, concept behind what he's trying to say in Metal Gear Solid 2, but he just can't figure out how to say it, or the translator couldn't figure out how to say it. I don't know. Um, and that is, that is another element of his work is that we're getting it in the second language instead mm-hmm. of the first language. Um, Although I would argue that his his insistence on um, accurate translation versus adaptation as they've gone over with a guy who you know adapted the translation of Metal Gear Solid 1 uh, and then Kojima didn't like that so they had him he had him redo it more directly in Twin Snakes and I don't know a single human being who has played both of those games that does not think the PS1 version of Metal Gear Solid has the better translation like yeah the Twin Snakes translation is stilted and weird and doesn't sound like real English speakers and Metal Gear Solid 1 does yeah. And it's the only Metal Gear Solid that does yeah. to me. Well, when they made this announcement, they did provide some context um, and released basically two statements about what it's trying to do. Um, the goal of expanding the reach and awareness of the properties now now under development at Kojima Productions and to make them even more a part of our popular culture. Although we are a global organization... There's nowhere new- to go but up with Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah. Um Although we are a global organization, the new business development team will be centered in Los Angeles. We are truly excited and looking forward to working with the very best entertainment talent we can across all the entertainment industries. Um, his business development manager, biz dev manager, uh, Yoshiko Fukuda, said that finding new ways to entertain, engage, and offer value to our fans is essential in a fast-moving, 
ever-changing storytelling world. Our new division will take the studio into even more areas that present our creative narratives beyond video games and to open up ways for our fans to communicate and immerse themselves in these spaces. So I think the most important thing that we got there was that this stuff is all based on things they're working on in the studio now. Mm-hmm. So it's Death Stranding stuff. I guess. And whatever the new game is that it's working on right now. Um, creating film and TV, or are they just going to license the I IP? Like, I have no idea what's going on, but I... I would imagine they're just going to kind of control the IP and, and have supervision over the production and probably license it out to something like Netflix or Amazon. Why would they open a big office here, then? It's not a big office. It's yeah, just, you think it's just going to be one dude people. in a cubicle? Probably. Something more, something <laughs> more like that. I mean, that makes sense to me. Him just slapping his name on stuff that he likes. Yeah. Instead of, like, actually building a production company and trying to produce the stuff like yeah i mean a production company can just be you know it it you know it's part of the meetings it sends the emails it has you know control yeah. the IP, and that's it you know that's a production company kind of i mean most product my production company is just me yeah but yeah. you went on a shoot and actually shot stuff sure but I was still just a producer. I was. Basically I mean, do you think that this company is going to be doing that? I mean, that's basically what they could. Even if you license it out to Netflix, yeah, you're involved. You're in the meetings. You're part. I mean, multiple production companies work on. No, I things. get that, but I don't think that Kojima and crew are going to be on set. The one guy at the Los Angeles office might be. I don't know. As like a representative, maybe. It just seems like this is just a fever dream for Kojima. That's not going to go anywhere. Like I said, I think he'll get one thing made, and that'll be that. To I th- say, I did it. No, because I, th- I think he wants to do more than that, but I think there's just, you're just going to hit a wall at that point because nobody cares about Death Stranding. Who's going to bankroll this? I don't know. <laughs> like, is Sony bankrolling I mean, this? Netflix might. Like, Netflix will spend money on anything you know, at this point. You give them, you know, hell, Netflix might be, oh, we've got the Metal Gear guy. We'll do a Death Stranding show. Why not? I mean, they did like, that Cowboy Bebop thing. Yeah. And that was... I mean, I didn't see the point of the Cowboy Bebop thing because it's like, okay, if you're going to adapt an anime and then you're just going to, like, recreate it in live action, why Matt, I don't understand why you would want to work with him at all if he doesn't have the Metal Gear license. Neither do I. It makes no sense. He's not not demonstrated that he's good at anything other than making games. Some people would argue he's not really that great at that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I just, you can't just say, like, oh, a bunch of nerds like me, so I'm going to open up, like, a movie and TV production company. Like, it doesn't work that way. It's like, are, do you think Death Stranding, like, a TV show or film would be successful? No, nah, if, if it were good or decent, do you think it would be successful? Well, that's, the, that's the real trick, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know what a good Death Stranding show looks like. <laughs> well, the game certainly um, didn't show us what it would no. be. It would have to be less transit. I don't know if he's ready for for that. You have to cut out a lot of box delivery, dude. It would be like maybe a movie gets, about maybe road get FedEx to sponsor it. <laughs> maybe they'll pay for his new facilities, FedEx. I don't yeah, know. Or maybe the next thing he's working, the new thing he's working on, is is more filmic. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I think he believes that this was extremely filmic. I mean, he got Norman mm. Reedus in there, and like, I think this yeah, was Michael's, his. Yeah. His opus, I think, in his mind. That's what he tried to make. I don't... I guess. I mean... <laughs> exactly. It's, a, it's an ethos, I guess. I guess. Um, I mean, Norman Reedus got to eat. 
So maybe he's, maybe he's involved in it. You know, Reedus probably has the clout. And the Walking to, Dead's ending. Yeah, Reedus probably has the clout to get some of these meetings just to happen. You in know. fact, he's due to get killed in the Walking Dead here any week now. Any minute now. Yeah, I mean they're coming down. To the I final can't believe that. Still, I saw you know somebody post like a working on the Talking Dead about as I posted like the the prompters like Talking Dead prompt. I'm like, that's still on. How is God talk about talk about unkillable? Talk yeah. about talk about won't die. Here's something that interesting show. that I don't think most people know. Walking Dead will not. Those post-show shows, I think at Spike, we may have been the first one to do it. I think you were, yeah. We had a show called Deadliest Warrior, and we had... Yeah, that's the first one of those I can remember. And we launched a, a show called Deadliest Warrior Aftermath, mm-hmm. where it was like the show would end, and then we cut to this... I like, thought you should have called it Autopsy. ...cheap digital studio where we'd have a host there interviewing people about weapons yeah. and ancient cultures I and all this stuff. Po- if, if anything should have been called Postmortem. Yeah. It was that. <laughs> you, you don't understand all the, the approvals that... I mean, I'm sure. I pitched... Six different names for that thing, and it went through every layer of spike management before they're like aftermath. And I was yeah, like, that's, that's the most generic, the generic one thing. Of you all can, yeah. of them. But the show did great, and it. I don't know for sure that it was the first one, but I don't like. I didn't see it, and then say we should do that for this show. I was like, people love this show online. We should do an extra show for those people. And the idea initially was to just do it on the website. Yeah. You know what's also annoying about this game? Is it like... <laughs> All of it? Theoretically, Norman Reedus' character's name I can't remember. Um, he's doing this all the time, right? Like, this is his job. This is what he does. Yeah, he's a courier. Yeah. Right. I would have so gotten across that river better than he did. Like, like, there's no way I would run. I, it's just keep going, dude. Why are you going to fall over? What are you doing? <laughs> he got all that weight oh, on his oh, back. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. How about, like, you might die if you do that. Like, yes. just keep pushing. Like, yeah, that much weight, you would probably drown and die. Yep, absolutely. Just take it off or something. I don't know. Drag it with you. I don't know. Like, that's the problem with his stuff is it gets to the point where, like, Oh, we're getting some Prosser Deadliest Warrior in the chat. <laughs> Sam Bridges. That was how yeah. could I how could I possibly have not remembered Sam Bridges? <laughs> also, the only video game I have my name in the credits is the Deadliest Warrior video game. <laughs> and I think I might be in the second one, the sequel, but I know for sure I'm in the first one. I think mine is in uh, Fable. Oh, Fable that's be- that's a much better than mine. <laughs> the, uh, you win. Because <laughs> I won the, I won the Penny Arcade auction to be a character in it. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a monk. There's a monk in there named Matt Kyle somewhere, if you yeah. look in the first fable. Sneaky is saying Big Brother, I think, was the first to do the post-show show. I, I honestly have no idea, yeah. but I do not remember that doing a post-show show before Aftermath. I don't know. I, I'm I'm sketchy on my Big Brother uh, <laughs> timelines. Was it even around then? I, I think Big Brother was around for a long time. Yeah. yeah I think so. Big Brother goes back. Because Did it start in Europe? I think maybe it yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't speak to to European aftermath shows. That's a that's a whole other <laughs> so kettle of fish. You know, the the big thing everyone says now is like stick to dribbling or stick to stay in your lane. Stick. Big to- Brother debuted in two thousand. Okay. July fifth. That was well before um, Deadliest Warrior came around, but they didn't do their post show show like right away either. So it'll be interesting to figure out like what the actual first one was. Uh, but anyway, everyone tends to want to say stay in your lane, and I hate that. I don't think anyone um, should ever stay in their lane. Big Brother post show started in 2007. I don't That's r- right around right when we started there. ours, yeah. July 2007. 
Yeah, I mean, that's real close to when we, we launched Aftermath. It may have been 2009. Oh, 2009. April 2009 for Aftermath. Okay, so we were behind then. All right. It's the first um, one I heard of, but I don't watch Big Brother. Yeah, so. me either. Um, so people always say, like, stay in your lane. I hate that. Like, you're basically telling people, like, they can only know about one thing, and mm-hmm. it's bull crap. But although, although in this case, <laughs> I don't even know if he's got one thing fully. <laughs> that um, was what I was going to get at. Some people would say, you know, stay in your lane of making games, but some people would argue that he's not great at that either. Yeah, at least a, at least a Kojima movie would be over in two hours. <laughs> um, and look, I oh, would rather brutal. have Kojima making a movie than David Cage. I'd agree with that. Although that's a tough one. Maybe they should team up to try to make the worst movie oh, ever made. God. <laughs> They would, they would, they would sing the song that ends the earth. Yeah. Then <laughs> and Kojima could publish it through his music label. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say this: um, people who are fans of Kojima can't be too happy about this because it's undoubtedly going to take some of his time away from. Yeah, it's definitely going to split his focus. If yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't know. Especially that it's, since like he got he did you know as much as I didn't like uh, uh, Death Stranding, uh, he did get it done in a reasonable amount of time. He did. Like, and maybe he just doesn't want to be George R. R. Martin, as we talked about earlier, where you kind of have this epiphany when you're in retirement age. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants to try to do the other stuff before he gets too old, and maybe is out of touch with yeah. the stuff. I don't know. I mean, part of it, I, I think, part of the disconnect there, I think, is that Kojima has had success most of his life, um, at least in terms of his field. Like he has been, you know, I'm not saying he's a worldwide celebrity, but like. People have known Kojima's name in game space, you know, at least since Metal Gear, or even before with Snatcher, to some degree, with if you're really yeah. niche. Since the mid '90s, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of the the, uh, he's definitely one of the you know cream of the crop in terms of name recognition in video games, yeah. and has been for over a quarter century. Uh, George R. R. Martin did not have that kind of success. Uh, he was he was you know I think those his books were good, like, but he wasn't like a household name the way like you know some of the other fantasy authors might have been. Um, he became one when uh, you know definitely got got higher res- recognition with the with the uh, Song of Ice and Fire as that kind of slowly built because that people don't sometimes realize the first one book of that came out in '98. Yeah, and like I know it because there was a huge contingency of people at game trailers who were reading his books before Game yeah. of Thrones became. Well, I know a thing. because and they would, they, uh, a new book came out and I remember every, everyone was like, "Oh mm. my god, the new books here!" and blah blah blah. Well, I remember then, like my my friend who's super into one of my oldest friends is super into fantasy stuff and I hate fantasy novel. I'm just not a fantasy novel person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wheel of Time was one of the most torturous things I've ever tried to read. The first book of that on Amazon right now. Go check that out <laughs> uh, if you want to see what boring fantasy looks like. Um, but he gave me I think it was around the time the second book came out, so I probably like in two thousand or so uh-huh. he gave me the first he gave me game of thrones the first one yeah. he's like he's like this is a fantasy book i think you'll like because it's more about the characters and it's more about the personalities and the politics and not about like building the world and putting you on a fantasy power trip mm-hmm. and he was right i really really liked it it was, it was like it was about people it was about politics it was about you know create a believable world without like beating me over the head with what they ate every day like right. i don't know what what the hell is wrong with you fantasy authors stop <laughs> telling me about the mushrooms tolkien did that already i don't need to know about the mushrooms second breakfast just give me first plot thank you um that's good but like so yeah so i knew about that long long ago but like um, you know, he blew up and started making the real money when the sh- TV show, you know, exploded. And got it. So for me, I, I would think if I were in George R. R. Martin's position and I'd worked really hard on all this writing my whole life, I've been an author my whole life, published author, 
you know, books are very hard. You know, he's rewriting these multiple hundreds and hundreds of pages per books. He's trying to build this world. And suddenly I had all, all more money than I could ever do anything with and success. And everyone knew who I was and knew who, what my work was. And, and like, I was like, you know, in my late fifties or early sixties, whatever, would I want to sit down and like do the hard work of writing more novels or would I want to go have fun? Yeah. I would go have fun. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't write another book if I were him. Yeah, Screw I, mean, I do want to read the, the last care. two books, but like, if he decides that's not what he wants to do, like, salute, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, get how old it. is he? Is he like seventies? Uh, I think he's sixty something. Yeah, something like that. He looks old. Um, <laughs> he he got, should be enjoying life. Enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, he doesn't owe anyone anything. He really doesn't. No, go back and read all the other books. They're huge. Yeah. It'd take you forever to go back and read the yeah, books. Yeah, because I, I certainly will never go back and watch the show again. <laughs> yeah. I, that doesn't happen much to me. Like, because I, I always say, like, you know, the journey of something is generally better than like the ending or the spoilers. Well, I don't care about that. I can't think of too many other things in the sense of a game. Like that last season of Game of Thrones, like I can't go back and watch those early seasons, even though I thought they were really good, because I know where they're going. I know huh. none of it pays off. I oh, know I can none definitely it watch it. I, I, if I get find an episode of Game of Thrones, all I can think I just of, get sucked into it and watch it. All I can think about is like I watch Jamie and I'm just like I'm like they're going to ruin your character arc. Like <laughs> they're going to assassinate you with a pen. Like later in the sh- like in season, it's just so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people. I did think the last season was one of its worst. Um, but I can still, if like I catch an episode in the middle, I'm sucked in and I watch to the end. And then I may watch the Some next of the good episode. Ones probably the next one. I just I. I'm done. Yeah. I, I, that that last season ruined it all for me, and like I can't. Well, maybe see. the spinoffs will reinvigorate. Uh, I, have, I have heard from people who should know that the prequel thing, the prequel about the Targaryens, kind of take. Apparently, it's really good. I w- Game of Thrones like, was amazing. And the problem is because they know show. what the ending is. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Right. But they the, can't mess up the ending. Right. And yeah. but the problem is going to be how how do you get people to care about Game of Thrones again? Oh, they will. Maybe. Like, my wife. Maybe. Dude, as soon as she saw the first trailer, done. But, like... Like, done. Like, literally, I've never seen my wife act like this over any piece of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, if we got, we've got we gotten tickets to, like, a band that we've wanted to see our whole lives, and, like, they finally reform. Like, she'll get excited about that, but I've never, ever seen her get that excited over a movie or a TV show. She the prequel literally, series? Yes. Hmm. She saw the first trailer for it, and she literally danced across the living room. Well, they better hope there's a lot of her out there. I mean, I... Because, like... I've never seen her like that for a TV I've show never, I've she, never seen a, a, a anything as big as Game of Thrones... It's unreal. ...vanish oh, the way it did. disappear like it did? After, like, it vanished from the zeitgeist. Yeah. Like, I, I have it, it, Season but. 8 murdered that thing in terms <laughs> of my I still love season eight until like the last couple episodes. I thought it was great. All of season eight is garbage, except for <laughs> the first episode's pretty good. The, the episode, that's not the first episode. The first episode before the battle at Winterfell where they're all sort of bonding, yeah. and like if they think it's their last yeah. night, because uh, it is kind of their is. last night. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a la- it's the last night I liked that show. Um, that's funny. But like there's a lot of good moments in that. Like that, that yeah. was a good episode. Um, but then, I enjoyed most of the season. Ugh. I enjoyed all the seasons before that a lot. It was an amazing show. I bailed after season four. The thing that th- threw me the most was I bailed after season four. I was just like, I don't care anymore. And because uh, they were running out of book stuff and I didn't like some of the new stuff there. I just wasn't going. It felt like a tap dancing. And I came back for the Battle of the Bastards. 
because yeah. that was such a big you know that was such a big deal yeah because you know things might actually happen this time yeah and uh so i went to a party it was you know, where i think benson was holding i had people over to watch it and stuff and he's like oh, i'm like oh no i haven't watched this in like three years he's like oh my god you want me to catch you i'm like no i get it i get what's going on <laughs> not a whole lot's different terry is a different the place books, right uh, yeah, but they were beyond the books at that point. Oh, right, right. Oh, way, way yeah, beyond the books. No but, like, nothing had changed. Like, there was nothing different, really. Like, Tyrion was in another camp, and that was it. Like I the, can't remember the seasons, like, what happened in each season. Was that while he was away, like... Yeah, like, he had he had joined... Uh, he'd gotten Danny, on the boat. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, which is good, because in the, in the, the books... His boat journey is like the first half of one of the books. I remember you mentioning that. Ever in the show, it literally lasts like. There's a whole chapter where he learns how to ride a pig. (laughs) It's an edit. Yeah, yeah, cutting that out was fine. Good move. Just fine. No problem. I mean, basically, they gave you the gist. He was drunk the whole time on the boat, and then he showed up. Yeah. (laughs) In the end, that's all you need to know. (laughs) We got to move on. We got two more topics to get through before the end of the show. Um, But anyway, that's the latest on Kojima. Some people may be happy about this. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not a huge fan of his games, um, but I also don't think he would be great at film or TV. I'm honestly more interested in the music stuff. Like, what is that? Like, I may end up liking his record label is the crazy what I'm trying to say. I wonder what that is, or if it's just like he's going to release his own soundtracks or whatever. Or like, I could see him doing like an I Am 8-bit sort of like, boutique thing where he releases like soundtracks of old movies he on likes vinyl on or vinyl whatever yeah, yeah, like, a, color like a really nice and... uh, escape from new york soundtrack or something i can see if that. he can get john carpenter to return his phone calls because yeah. john carpenter um is basically a full-time musician now yeah like, he has no interest in movies anymore and he just you know his mu- music was always his first love which you can tell I mean, you can tell him by how he talks. You can never tell by his music because, oh, his music's uh, bad. I mean, his mu- a lot of people love his music. His I was just talking about the music in his films. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I, you don't like the music in his films? I think the music, some of it, but like, I. Memorable. I think the music in, like, um, Escape from New York is horrible. Oh, I, I, I don't even remember uh, it. It's, it's just weird and anemic. Whereas, like, The Thing's good. Uh, I don't think he did that one. But Halloween was obviously great. Yeah. Um,. I like I I like his music independent of his. I don't think his. Wait, music did he make the music for those old films? I believe he did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He wrote wow. a lot of the music for a lot of his old films. Wow, I did not know that. Okay, we got to move on. That's the latest on Kojima. Next up, Black Friday. Did you get any good deals? Did you shop, Matt? No. No. Neither did I. And now I want to ask you guys. What did you get on Black Friday? What was your best deal, chat? What was the one deal you were like, oh, I scored? Like, Which I guess I, did. I got a board game because a company, the company that publishes it found some Kickstarter boxes of it and put it on like sale <laughs> for like a low price to like clear it out or whatever. And I'd been looking at it and like it was like, you know, the Kickstarter version on like eBay was like $500. And like if you bought it from them, it was like 200 So I'm just like, I'll just buy that. So I bought that. Um, that was it. That's the only Black Friday. I, mostly Black Friday consisted of deleting hundreds of emails and unsubscribing from a bunch of lists I didn't realize I was I was still on. <laughs> I, I'm doing this topic. Half of it is just to show this B-roll again because it's like the best B-roll on our. This track. doesn't happen anymore. So <laughs> that's uh, what I point is like this yeah. is does not exist anymore. So I was a little concerned because on Thanksgiving I realized like because you know, I was telling people like yeah I got to go to the get my booster shot tomorrow and I was like oh um maybe making a booster shot appointment at a CVS inside a Target 
in down in a shopping center in downtown Los Angeles on Black Friday was not my shrewdest move of all time. <laughs> but I went. It was at one p.m. I went there, and there was nobody Matt, there. I went. It, I bought some stuff there because I want. I I found some gifts for my my niece and nephew while I was in the toy aisle waiting for my appointment. I think I waited less time to buy that on Black Friday at noon than I have at any Target for anything ever the last rest of the year. Matt, I didn't even realize it was Black Friday. Even, and I know that's stupid because we did a big T-shirt sale and I should have totally connected the dots. And you but, did, in fact, say Black Friday T-shirt sale. Yeah, and I had put the sale up the night before. So I wake up the next day. It actually is Black Friday. I did not connect the dots. For some weird reason, there is no Coke Zero in Los Angeles. I'm not. A, oh, yeah. I'm not kidding. It is sold out in the entire yeah. city. You cannot find it. So is Mountain Dew Zero. Really? I've I have had and to have Gatorade people, Zero. I've it's had all to sold have. Out. Pe- I've had to have people send me Mountain Dew Zero from other states. I've been trying to order Coke Zero from Costco, Amazon. Nobody has it. So mm. I found a Target that had Coke Zero. I got in my car and drove, and it literally ended up like being like a half a mile away. I get to the Target. I walk in. I'm like, hallelujah, they actually have Coke Zero. And I'm walking out. I had been texting earlier with some friends from Philly asking them about air fryers because I'm, like, trying to figure out something to ask for for Christmas, and I think I want an air fryer. And one of my friends was said that she wanted this Cuisinart one that was an air fryer crossed with a toaster oven or whatever. I'm walking out, and I see exactly what she was talking about. And then I see a big sticker on the front that says Black Friday sale. And I was like... Holy crap, it's Black Friday. I didn't realize it, and then I went to Target. You never would have known. There was nobody there. Nope. Look at no, this even on the B-roll. Road. Like, what year is this from? I mean, we've only been around for five, like five years, so it's not that old. <laughs> like, But this doesn't happen anymore. No. It doesn't exist. My other, I have another good friend it's in all Philadelphia. It's Cyber Monday now. Like, is it though? I don't know. People, I, why would you do this if you just buy stuff online? So I had a friend. I have a friend who works in information systems, basically p- point of sale, POS stuff, and he said that the traffic digitally on Black Friday was like way down. Mm-hmm. He was on call all weekend from Thursday until today, actually afraid that things were going to break with too much traffic he's like none of it even came close 2011 yeah i don't know exactly when this footage it, is from the, the the title just flashed briefly. Uh, i mean this footage could be from like 2002 it could be almost anything pre-2015 pretty much yeah, yeah. um but this, the thing the, the title said 2011 yeah so yeah my buddy is like we've there's been no bump in traffic at all so even Mm -hmm. digitally i know i saw some of the data and it says that it was a great black friday and blah 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 i'm not seeing that like i don't know where that's coming from i don't even see any really good you know i got endless emails about black friday sales but none of the sales were any better than any sales at any other time that's what it seems like to me matt it seems like there aren't good deals on black friday anymore well, not right now, especially because, like, you know, the economy is not is kind of sort of teetering a little bit, both because of the shipping problems and because there's been a lot of consumption, but not a lot of consumption outside of normal. You know, there's not a lot of splurging. You know what I mean? Like the consumption of the pandemic has slowed down a little bit, but like like people aren't, you know, oh, here we go. OK, 2012 in Oceanside. Yeah. Look out for Oceanside. <laughs> the crazy town. That's like a Best Buy. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was very organized here. It's fine. I don't think it'll last. Go on in. 
<laughs> this B-roll. There's not a lot of serenity in this B-roll. Yeah, if the Eventually, here for a it's all going to hit the fan. That's how it works. Um, Unless this is like men as contrast. Like yeah. the year before it was this and now. Yeah. But I agree with you, Matt. Like all the emails I get for all these deals, I'm like, that doesn't really seem like that good of a deal to me. Like. No. Like the only reason I got the board game I did was because otherwise I couldn't get it. And it was less than half of what people were charging on eBay. Now, I will say this. Because she... pr- the Kickstarter version was you can't get it anymore if you didn't kickstart it so like that was my one chance so that's why i did that everything else was just like maybe you got 20 bucks off yeah like i will say this like that actual air fryer that she wanted was on sale for 70 bucks off almost half off it was like normally 160 and it was on sale for like 90 or whatever that was a pretty good deal yeah but like otherwise circuit city jesus yeah that didn't even exist anymore circuit city um andy t monahan says even cyber monday wasn't anything special more or less the same prices Guardian seemed to have been hit with a lot of people. Switch apparently sold really well in the UK. Mario Kart 8, three-month Switch Online, but then Xbox Series S were widely available. It outsold the PS5 here. Interesting. Because yep, they were there to sell. <laughs> Sneaky says, man, Americans are mental for a discount. And Swanland says, everyone is mental for a discount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then one Supermaster Gamer says, Black Friday is like a whole month now. And it's going to yeah. be a whole month of pre-Christmas sales and then a whole month of so boxing. a lot of, like, day. early, you know, we're starting Black Friday early things, like, the, you know, that Monday or the it Friday It is before definitely, like, whatever, spread yeah. out now, for sure. Um, because it isn't, it was, used to be just that one day, which is when you had this stuff happening. And lost her wig. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah, she's putting her, putting her hair back on there. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, it used to, it literally used to be just one day. Yeah. And now it's like, then they stretched it out to like Friday and Saturday and then all weekend plus Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday and and like, now it just, that became the same stuff as Friday and Monday. And the became, deals yeah. are the same too, yeah. man. Like I went on, Am- it used to be like the black Friday deals were one day only. And then like the Cyber Monday deals were different ones. It's yeah. like you had to monitor what that was going to be on the, on Monday. Like, like I did go on Amazon on, it was either Friday or Saturday. And there's just so much. It's like, it's almost overwhelming. It's like there's, I click on, okay, what gaming stuff do you have? And you go there and it's all these crappy, like, third. People don't even know what they're grabbing. No. There's all these crappy third-party peripherals for mm-hmm. sale. It's just stuff that you don't want that nobody wants, and they're trying to get rid of them and still get money back for them instead of adding them to those goofy crates that you can buy from Amazon. Um, where they just throw a bunch of stuff in there and you spend like a thousand bucks and hope you you get lucky or whatever. Um, it's just Victoria's Secret. <laughs> uh, Justin Norman says, I propose as a culture, we all call it Whack Friday from now on. I'm down with that, obviously. Um, Cinetyke, this reminds me of zombie outbreak movies. Yep. <laughs> uh, Time Zini, Black Friday sales were always regular sales prices except for loss leaders, but loss leaders were too expensive. Yep, that's true. Nobody has posted anything in chat saying they got a good deal. Nope, not a single good deal. That's crazy. I guarantee if I had asked for that seven years ago, the, it would be flooded with mm-hmm. them. But everything is just like, I think the other thing too is like, prices are just low now because everyone price matches. So if one retailer goes at a really low price, you can get that price anywhere. Yeah. So it's, well, and also they all know not to do that. Right. So Yeah. But it's interesting, man. Even Steam doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, Steam sales are not what they used to be. That's true. You don't see those 90% off deals on Steam anymore. Yeah. And there's some things I get nostalgic for. Stuff like this, not one of them. No. 
Look at that, well, dude. I never did that. That's anyway. crazy. The one, t- the one time I went to do, the one time I did Black Friday thing, I think was, um, God, I can't remember what year. It must have been 2014, 2015. It was um, the Wii U. Uh, uh, they did. They put the bundle with Smash Brothers on sale for like, it was like 60, 70 bucks off or something at Target. And I went at like three in the morning after they were open all they, they opened like Thanksgiving evening and were open all night and then Black Friday and then all night Black Friday and then Saturday. So like Friday morning at three in the morning, I went to the West Hollywood Target and they had a bunch of them just sitting there on the shelf. I picked it up, walked to the register, bought it, went home. I got home and it was defective. So I had to take it back. And then exchange it. I exchange it again like that morning, and it was still nobody there. <laughs> Emperor, it was fine. Emperor Dread says, "Should have put a bunch of vaccines in a box that says 95 percent off." <laughs> Some of this footage is like a pit that I was in for Black Flag back in like 1987. <laughs> Circle jerks. It's crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, it really just seems like Black Friday doesn't matter anymore. Like it's just. It's a thing that they put on the sale, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, it's just sort of part of the landscape now. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, it's good. I don't think anybody needs what we just saw. Like, no, that's not good for anyone. Even retailers, it's not good for them either. Um, so it is. This is one way that I feel like things have evolved, and I think it's just gotten worse with the pandemic. There are so many more people that are comfortable now buying everything online after what we've gone through with COVID. So um, the times they are changing. And in this case, I think it's for the better. Um, Whack Friday or Black Flag Day <laughs> or Circle Jerks Day. Circle Jerks Day, I don't think it would go over too well with uh, seems like a different people. thing. <laughs> that's funny. So anyway, that's a Black Friday check-in. I can't believe none of you guys got good deals. Uh, Sneaky says I got G-O-T-G for 35 euro. What is G-O-T-G? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, compared to PSM where it was 70 euro. Okay. Yeah, Guardians had a good good like half price thing going on. Um, he also says, I bought Hot Toys all 100 euro off. I don't know what that is. Do you? Those are those 12-inch uh, highly detailed action figure things oh. I have hundreds of. Okay. You know? Yep. I, I know what you're talking about now. Um, and then M- Mellowax says, I grabbed Guardians of the Galaxy for 25 bucks, so I guess I took part of the sales this year. Um... Fire Native says, retailer makes 300K on Black Friday sales and has to spend 200K to repair the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Sun and Tyke says, this year I remembered my huge backlog on Steam and Game Pass, so I didn't buy any game. LOL. Okay. And Swanland says, Immortals was 20 for me. Far Cry 6, $40 Canadian from Scorpio's Finest. That's pretty Not good bad. deal on a game that just yeah. came out. It sure seems like that game flopped, Matt. Yeah, I don't know. Hard. It, it just sort of vanished. No one talks about it. No, it just came and went, like, in the blink of an eye. I think they may need to reinvent that franchise. Either that or find a different setting or something. Yeah. Also, we're about we're getting to the point where, like, I think they're supposed to put out the, uh, the um, Blood Dragon remaster. Oh, that's right. That's true. That it's may do. It's supposed to be December. It may have more buzz than the actual base game. I hate to say it. But it's true. Ubisoft. Having a tough year. Yeah, I, th- no I thought Creed. part of the problem I thought was that um, uh, I think the setting struggled to differentiate itself in the sense that like it's the same terrain everywhere. Yeah, 
Like, it, you know. I think it's good. It's Cuba. I don't think people have a lot of built-in interest in Cuba. Yeah, finally get to go to Cuba and blow things up is not really a thing I've yeah, that anyone's ever said. Um, yeah. Also, like, I think, uh, like, the Montana setting, while I didn't like Five all that much, you know, dramatically, uh, I do think it had a good map in the sense that Montana let you do, it let you do kind of, like, high desert, it let you do mountains of snow, yeah. let you do sort of forests. So you, you have a lot of yeah. little biomes you have to play mm-hmm. in. And uh, I never really feel like I'm anywhere different in uh, nope. in Far Cry Six, except when I'm in the city. Yep. So yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, but yeah, I liked it just, a lot. It doesn't have a spark to no, it. No, and there's so much. It's so it's overwhelming. Long. Like so many. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd ever hundred percent that game. Like I don't know how how long it would take somebody to yeah, do I don't that. Know. Someone's done it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, sure. I mean, someone's done it like twice by now. Yeah. I'm sure it's we like... we got to move on. We have one more topic, and we have named that game, and we're running out of time. Um, our last topic of today is something that I think will maybe make a lot of people happy. There is a Marvel MMORPG on the way. It's being created by the studio that has worked on DC Universe Online for the last 10 years, which used to be Sony Online Entertainment. And then Sony closed this. Did they close them? Daybreak or did they sell them? I thought they just sort of let them go. Okay. But and then Daybreak was kind of acquired. Put but... them by the side of the road and told them to run <laughs> off into the forest and play and never came back kind of thing. Yep. And then Daybreak, I think, was kind of acquired. But now the studio that's working on it is actually called Dimensional Inc. Studios. The bottom line here is that the, med- the main guy in charge, and I have his name here, Jack Emmert, he worked on City of Heroes. He's worked on DC Universe Online for over a decade. They also were working on this MMORPG based on Marvel IP back in 2018 mm-hmm. and ended up having to cancel it or put it on the back burner to get DC Universe Online moving again. Um, but now DC Universe Online has been put on the back burner. There was supposed to be a huge graphical upgrade coming to that game. They have pushed that way back and it sounds like in order to work on this Marvel MMORPG. My question to you, Matt, is as one of the biggest Marvel fans I know, and really, literally, someone who has like an encyclopedic knowledge of Marvel, what do you want to see in a Marvel MMO? Uh, anything else that isn't an MMO. Okay. I don't want to play a Marvel MMO. You don't? No. I would. So uh, you're open to. I would like to see them bring back Marvel Heroes, that like Diablo style game they they shut down for no reason. Mm-hmm. That uh, what was that? Well, there's Marvel. The Ultimate Alliance games are kind of the same thing. No. 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 Like not remotely. Really. On the same level of playability. Like Marvel Heroes was was like Diablo level great, and uh, Marvel the the Marvel Legends uh, Ultimate Alliance games, fine, not. They they haven't really aged too well. Like the Marvel heroes, the Marvel I'm heroes. I'm not a huge fan of them, but they do. They are kind of Diablo. Club. They're the same genre, but they yeah. are not on the level of Marvel heroes. They I've never, never played Marvel never. heroes. I don't know how I haven't. Actually, Marvel heroes was um, uh, great. Marvel heroes is some of, was the best realization of some of the Marvel heroes ever in a video game. Um, certainly the best Cyclops uh, of all time, and uh, it was great. And uh, they shut it. Was that was a gazillion. Entertainment yep. did that. They shut it down because they didn't like that the license. Marvel at the time, Marvel at the time did not like the word is that they didn't like the license gave Gazillion freedom to use anything they wanted, including X Men and Fantastic Four. And that was when Marvel wanted to not promote X Men and Fantastic Four because uh, Fox had a movie license for them. And the the word was that that was one of the reasons they shut them down. 
Um, but let's so, get back to why so you any, don't want a Marvel MMO. Uh, because I don't like you're, MMOs. You're interested in playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Because Final Fantasy fourteen is uh, very interesting and story-driven and cool in that regard. And I'm sure the Marvel MMO is going to be more like the DC Universe online game, which I found mostly unplayable. Um, I also a lot wonder... of people like it. I mean, I it has lasted people, for a long time. A lot of people like a lot of things. But, like, I... Didn't I didn't ever get hooked by it. I didn't find the gameplay interesting. Part of the problem with the DC Universe Online thing is you were creating your own hero and were sort of adjacent to the main heroes. And like I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with Batman. I want to be Batman. Like I don't want to talk to Batman about what he wants me to go do for him and find five bear asses and bring <laughs> him back to the Batcave. I want to play as the heroes. So hopefully the Marvel MMO would actually let you play as the heroes in some form. Uh, Marvel Heroes How do they gonna... do it, though? Because MMO combat is so awful. That's yeah. why I don't like it. I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't care about this. So how... They're never going to capture Spider-Man gonna... in an MMO. Right. How are they going to do it? Like, any of these characters. Uh, I mean, my my guess would be they aren't. They're okay. going to make a bad game. Okay. <laughs> do you think DC Universe Online is a bad game? I would call it a bad game, yeah. yeah. I don't like it. I've never liked it. I've tried to play it several times, and I just don't think it's a good game. Huh. I'm, I've also been looking, you know, part of it is also like uh, my standard for superhero MMOs is City of Heroes, and no one has ever matched that. But the guy working on this game was the head of City of Heroes. Yeah, well, he should make something more like City of Heroes and less like DC Universe Online. Well, maybe he will. Except one of the appeals of City of Heroes was to make your own archetype and stuff, but because yeah. they weren't bogged down by an IP, I didn't care that I wasn't playing Spider-Man and City of Heroes. I was playing a controller with ninjas. Hmm. You know, I was playing... Uh, I mean, City of Heroes didn't hold my attention tremendously for a long time either. Uh, certainly a point where I, as, as soon as I got the ability to fly, I didn't care anymore. Yeah. I was like, I can fly, finally. Oh. I'm done. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like... I'll say this, Matt. I have no interest in MMOs at all. In fact, if there's one genre of gaming that I hate, it's MMORPGs. What about a mobile MMO? MOBA? Mobile. Mobile MMOs? Oh, even yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my point that I was getting at is this actually, I think I might try it. Do we know anything about it? No, but I'm just yeah. saying there's a, there's enough there to pique my interest. Like another MMO that I tried was like Star Wars Galaxies because I love Star Wars. Like if there's an IP, now that work out for the you. Lord of the Rings online, I played that. That was okay. It also sucked, I thought. but It was there, better than Star Wars Galaxies. Yes, but there's certain IP that will convince me to try an MMORPG sure. again. Like, I still play And this Slow is Tour. one of them. Like, I will try this. I don't agree. See, I don't agree with that. Like, I, I don't think you'll ever capture what makes Marvel cool in an MMO. In the same way they didn't capture what makes DC cool in an I mean, MMO. a lot of it just comes down with writing, right? No, it comes down to, like, you're never going to make Spider-Man play. I mean, Spider-Man doesn't even quite look right in Avengers. Yeah. There, like we just saw there. And now you're going to cram that into a stilted MMO combat engine with a... My no. guess is they just eliminate no. characters like Spider-Man. That You will, can't will not have Spider-Man. That's not... Know, it doesn't man. make any sense. Sometimes it's better to exclude something than to have it no, and make it be they're terrible. Gonna, they're going to do a half-assed Spider-Man. No question. That um, will be weird, though. Like, where, what is he attaching to to swing around? and like? <laughs> Who cares? It's, I'm surprised that you're just fluffing this off the way you are. I don't care about MMOs. I don't like anything that Sony Online Enter Entertainment has ever made MMO-wise. Um, there's nothing about the pedigree of this that makes me think this is going to be any good. Wow. I have no interest. Even I am a little surprised. Excited for it. I mean, you could maybe show me something that makes me change my mind. If you if it turns out to be Marvel Heroes 2, then you've got my attention. But if it's just a standard like DC Universe Online hose down in Marvel Juice, you can go fuck yourself. Huh. Okay. I really thought you might be excited about it like I was. No. No. <laughs>
If this is a standard MMO, I don't care at all. Yep. Like the only MMOs I play, I play SWOTOR because it is basically a single player RPG. Like yeah. there's no real MMO element to that except like the transit time on shit. I play the Secret World because it's weird as hell and it's the closest thing to get to an Arkham game as a as a video game that like really captures all the weird shit in that thing. I like that. And I appreciate how scrappy that company is. I just don't, you know. Yeah. And I play Final Fantasy 14 sometimes because um, a lot of people I trust have said if I play it for 200 hours, I get to a part that's really good. <laughs> that's a long, that's a big commitment. I don't disagree. I don't dislike <laughs> the game. I, I enjoy playing it well enough. I, I think it has the best sense of place of any MMO I've ever played, uh, Final, Fantasy, Final Fantasy 14. Like, I feel like the areas and places I'm in are like, oh, this feels like a real thing, like a okay. real world. The cities feel legitimate a lot of times. Like, I appreciate what Final Fantasy 14 is doing. I still don't think it's a very good game to play. <laughs> like, Gameplay-wise, none of these games are good. Yeah, MMOs they're are terrible. Never good. That's why I hate them. I'm a gameplay-first guy. Um, let's go to... There's lots of comments about MMOs in the chat. Commander yeah. Fett, I don't play MMOs because they're too much of a time sink. Yeah, but I'm glad to see the Marvel Heroes love in the chat because Marvel Heroes was great. Marvel Heroes wasn't really an MMO yeah. by the strictest... It was, it was a Diablo game that had big servers. Um, um, but God, that game played smooth. Like, it was just great. Dr. Evil, I would love to play another X-Men or Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. I was a sucker for those games. They're okay. Um... East Demon Disney will never give them a budget to do a triple A MMO. Okay. Um, there's Swanland. There's only one IP that would make me try one, and it will never be turned into a game. I just know. It. Well, you need to tell us what that is, bro. <laughs> you can't. You want to probably Babylon guess. Five. He, he's turning the tables, and he's having us do now and name that game. Except he didn't give us a single clue. Um, Erebus. I played hundreds of hours of Marvel Heroes and bought the PS4 edition like six weeks before they closed it down. Oh, that sucks. No refund. I don't trust Marvel to run a long-lasting game like that. Fair enough. I can, Malazan. I that. Okay. I'm sneaky. I don't know what an MMO is. And you're not missing anything. Let's be honest. It's, it's World of Warcraft. <laughs> OCD Master. Isn't Destiny kind of like an MMO with good combat? Mm, kind of like. <laughs> I think you nailed it there. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like. Yeah. But not really. Yeah. Malazan. 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 Is it's a fantasy is. series. Yeah, I didn't even heard of it before. Uh, it's, they will never make that. He's correct. Okay. <laughs> But that might be interesting. Yep. All right. That's it for the Marvel MMO. That's the only information we have. Yeah. I really just want to get your take on it. Cause... No, no. Almost any other genre, you'd at least have my interest. But MMOs, mm-mm. Okay. Nah. And you guys know what that means. It's time for Name That Game, where I give you a bunch of clues, and you try to guess the name of the game that I am hinting at. If you're new to this, maybe sitting there saying, well, wait a minute, who do I play against? You play against Matt. You got to try to get the the name of the game before Matt, and now you're also saying, "How can that be fair?" He's sitting right there next to Shane. You guys win all ties. In fact, we go even further than that. Like if Matt says the name of the game, I look over, I give you guys a few beats for you guys to type it in. Some it's borderline. You might be able to cheat, <laughs> but for the most part, we err on the side of trying to let you guys in the chat win because we want to give you stickers now. Some of you may not want stickers. If you don't want stickers, don't play. Like the guy who won last week, like I waited all week to get like a message from him with his shipping address. He never sent it to me. Turns out he didn't want the stickers. If you don't want the prize, don't play. Let somebody win who does want the prize. Uh, And the prize is six sifted stickers that we will send anywhere in the world. It literally doesn't matter where you live. We will ship them to you. So anyone can play. Everyone is eligible. Let me get my sound effects up here. I know how much you guys love those. It's time for... 
game. Okay, so again, if you're new to this, the way it works is the first few clues are pretty ambiguous and opaque. Like, I don't want you guys to get them on the first few clues. As we go, they get more and more obvious, hopefully ensuring that somebody will guess the name of the game before it's all said and done. The object here is not to make it so difficult that nobody wins. I want you guys to win. I want to send you stickers. It's the holidays. I'll feel good about it. All right. Are you ready, Matt? Mm-hmm. Y'all ready in chat? Here comes the first clue. The FBI isn't qualified to solve this mystery. The FBI isn't qualified to solve this mystery. Any guesses? Like I said, the first heavy rain, no. Heavy rain, heavy rain. Like I said, the f- oh, is it deadly premonition, dude? No, Surf Spider just got it. Control. It's control. How wow. did you get that from that clue, dude? How? <laughs> how did you get that? I want at least a sentence on how you got that. First of all, amazing that you did. Here's your applause. Well deserved. I have no idea. How you got that? I thought a control, but like I, w- I thought it was uh, too recent. The bureau. That's what I was. That's what the thing that popped in my head. The bureau XCOM. That was like what I was. I was leaning towards. How did you get that from that clue, Surf Spider? How the FBI is in like a million video games. Maybe they just played it. And the thing is, we've seen we've seen Control several times today. In fact, yes. The thing in is, the you're right. The thing, though, is the FBI isn't in this game. It's the FBC. That's why they're not qualified. Right. How did somebody get that? Mm. That's amazing, Surf Spider. I had no idea how you did that, man. I honestly thought that, like... The building has an FBI vibe, he says. I thought I had accidentally shown the paper to the camera because Mm. you got that. That's insane. I don't think the camera could see that from there. Alpha Protocol? No, obviously. Indigo Prophecy? Detroit Become Human? Fahrenheit? Yeah. That's crazy that you got it. Well, I worked hard on these, so... (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to hear them anyway. You're going to hear the rest of the clues. The next clue... Cinetic says, love control is pretty obvious as a fan. Hmm. I'm a fan. I thought of it, but I thought control was too recent. Huh. I mean, you 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 never know, Kyle. It could be from any era. Yeah. Um, The second clue was, if you're moving, don't hire a moving company. Invite this lead character instead. Because you can... Lifts, you know, with her mind. Stuff. Yep. Third clue. The studio that created me cranked everything to the max after its prior game took things to the breaking point. Mm. So max. Quantum break. Quantum break. Yeah. Max, max pain. Hints in there. Fourth clue. Some people buy new houses, but this game definitely doesn't play, take place in one. Mm. The building the is called the old house. The old house. Yep. Yeah. And then the final clue was one of Shane's most important elements of a video game. Controls. controls so if you wouldn't have got it from that one there's no hope for you but hot damn sir spider you're amazing dude that is great i'm gonna give you a second round of applause for that that i'm flabbergasted that you got it from that game. um wow great job man amazing work and uh as we say every week you can send us a dm here 
on Twitch. You can send me a DM on Twitter. I am at Dinfire. You can send it to Sifted on Twitter at Sifted Games. You can send it to me on Sifted at Shane. Um, on our Patreon, you can send us. Anyway, you can get to us. Make sure you include your full name, your real name, your full name, and your full address. Like if there's a province or something or a county that needs to be listed in your address, make sure you include all that stuff. And we will get the stickers out to you ASAP. That's awesome. I should also add, we have something special for the winner this week. We have two games. Um, SJD Swanland was very generous, and he donated, I think, six game codes for the next three episodes of the show. So not only are you getting the stickers, I'll also be sending you codes for two games. Um, so, Surf Spider, when you reach out to us, let us know like a couple of your favorite genres. That way we can try to get you games that we know that you're gonna like. And the next two episodes of Game Face will be giving away, in addition to the stickers, two games as well. So everyone thank SJD Swanland. In chat, he's just Swanland. Um, thank him, he has given us six games to give away over the next three episodes. And Surf Spider, perfect timing for you to win. You get two free games plus stickers. And now Sans Through the Hourglass is probably really pissed off. <laughs> He's like, I would have taken the games. I just didn't want the stickers. Um, okay, we have time for a couple questions. If you guys want to hit us up with Q&A, oh, they're already in here. <laughs> you guys are way ahead of it. Um, okay, first up from ETH Demon. Actually... Let me get some of our stuff going here. We've got to thank our patrons who are very graciously pledging $30 a month per more. And that's how you get your name in Game Face every week. Pledge at 30 bucks or more per month. And there they fly. Uh, all right. Let's also bring up the chat here so that people can see. Um, ETH Demon, what do you think of the fact that the Xbox Series S wasn't just top-selling console on Black Friday? Expected because PS5 and Xbox Series X are constantly out of stock, but among top-selling electronics, including TVs, phones, etc. <coughs> I'm not surprised at all. You can't get anything else. Yeah, <laughs> It's literally the easiest console to find. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, it's great. I'm happy anytime any video game company sells a lot of anything, period. Um, but yeah, I don't. I didn't find it surprising. Maybe or, not microtransactions. What'd you say? Maybe not microtransactions. Well, they, yeah, there, yeah. There's one caveat. Um, but I didn't. Wasn't surprised by that news or anything. Were you? No, I mean, I think it would be a different story if the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X were available. Right. Then it would be the, huge with news. Those, with those in plentiful stock, I don't see the point of the Xbox Series S existing. Yeah. Basically, but if it's the only thing you can get, it's the only thing you can get. It's still, it's still a step up from the Xbox One, I guess. Yeah. Or if you don't have an Xbox at all. That's what you got to choose from. So, Oh, Vincent is asking, why haven't we covered the full version of Battlefield 2042? Well, we covered the beta. And as it turns out, the final game is pretty much like pretty the beta. Pretty much the beta, yeah. <laughs> it really is just the beta. Um, the other part of it, too, is that uh, I didn't get review code for it from EA. I get review code from EA for everything. And I get it early. And I did not get Battlefield 2042. I sent an email asking where it was. And I never got a reply. Mm. So. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. You can take that for however you want. Um, kind, so of a, kind of a review in itself. Right pretty now. much, yeah. Um, and do you really need us to bag on it too? Because everybody knows it's a piece of junk right now. So um, there's really not much controversy around Battlefield 2042. 
Uh, as I like to say, it's settled law that it launched as a piece of trash, mm-hmm. and uh, it still is. They haven't fixed it yet. Um, will we get to it before the end of the year? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not. If they get you a code, I mean, yeah. they haven't gotten you a code, and I will not spend money on it. So <laughs> It would hurt to spend money on that, but that's part of my job is that sometimes I do have to spend money on stuff I don't want to. That's just the way it is. Um, all right, Justin Horman, how su- successful do you think Halo Infinite will be? Um, it's got good impressions for the multiplayer and seems to be landing in a time where both the current Call of Duty and Battlefield games are getting review scores probably lower than they'd like. I don't know. Well, I, it's, I think the problem, Matt, is that you can't, it's hard to... Game def- Pass is going to make it a hard How do you define success anymore? Yeah, you're just going to have to kind of trust if, if Microsoft seems happy about it. I mean, the only thing I would say is that, like, it's successful if everybody likes the campaign. Yeah. And if you're asking me, like... Do I think the campaign is going to be good? I have no idea. Yeah, it's a big question. It's a big X it's the, it's the It's the last big question of, for gaming of the year, of the basically. Year. Yep. And I can't wait. Um, I've, been, <laughs> I've been pestering Microsoft about review code for that over the last few days as well. Uh, I think they were all on vacation, though. Mm. <laughs> but they're going to get some messages from me because Shane wasn't on vacation. He was here. Um, but anyway, I'm really excited for it. I don't know about you. Like, I just had to write a blurb for Dossier about it. And I realized, and that will be going up tonight or first thing tomorrow morning, uh, but I realized while writing the blurb that I am really excited for it. <laughs> like, I'm really, really excited for the campaign in Halo Infinite. And I could be completely let down. It could be terrible. It could be mediocre, like the last couple campaigns have been. Some would argue mediocre is being generous. Um, I would. But I don't care. I have a built-in interest in Halo and Master Chief and Cortana and Warthogs and all of it. And so I'm excited for it. Um, We'll see. But right now, there's no way for us to say how successful it'll be, I don't think. Um, One Supermaster Gamer. Are you guys going to see Spider-Man in the theater? I know you will. Yeah, I already got the tickets. You already got the tickets. Well, I... I got nine tickets. Did you? We're all going. Damn. Um... Maybe. That's, how you, that's how you stay COVID safe is you bring everybody and take up a whole row. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you can't have a stranger sitting next to you in that case. I might. I think I'll probably wait and see how the first day. Or actually, I'll wait till Matt tells me if it's good or not. Yeah. If Matt tells me it's good. I will I'll say go, it's, it was shot in IMAX, so it's probably worth seeing in IMAX. Um, I, is I, it? Yeah, they shot it in IMAX framing. So okay. it'll be worth seeing that way. Okay. Um, I can't. I mean, the you know the last two have been good. I don't see why this would not be good. Yeah, should be. Um, Ashes in the hourglass. I'm trying very hard not to look at trailers because Jesus, Sony doesn't want you to have any surprises left. Yeah, you've mentioned it. that before. I have only like they're watched tweeting the first one. like people are in. Like, There's like not even hiding certain actors that are in it that are coming back as villains. I'm just like, really, guys, you're just not going to let us have anything like. Well, maybe Sony's, it's so chock full of awesomeness that that stuff no, won't it's matter just, in the. It's just how Sony does things. Sony's <laughs> just, Sony's movie marketing is just like here's the here's everything in this movie. Now pay us to see it in the right order. I I'm guess. trying to it's look on the so bright dumb. side of life, Kyle. There is no bright side of life when it comes to Sony Pictures marketing. <laughs> um, ruining movie in the plots since 1997. Um, what is your favorite game, and do you think anything will dethrone it? I'm personally still waiting for something, knock Metroid Prime from being my favorite. I don't have a favorite. People favorite, ask me this all the time, and I really don't. My favorite game is Shadow of the Colossus, and I don't really see anything beating it anytime soon. Yeah. Maybe another Ueda game, but I don't know what he's doing these days. Swanland says, Halo Infinite made me want to get an Xbox over a PS5 first, and ever since the last few weeks, it was the other way around. Hmm. I'm not sure what you mean by that. 
means now you wish you had now a he wants PS5? a PS5. Five? Why? What happened over the last few weeks that I don't know. would change that? Because the Halo multiplayer is awesome. I don't see where that would change your mind. I don't know. Um, I think that might be it. Oh, Zet Saber Juno, would you consider Shane versus Elden Ring if you can get coaching from us? It's I not, mean, I'll consider it. It's not going to help. But <laughs> I mean, it, would, it would probably be entertaining, but it's not going to help. <laughs> I mean, I would consider it. Would I enjoy it and do it after one episode? Who knows? There's no way to know. Um, but I'll consider it. And that's probably the best thing you could hope for. If you really want me to do it, is that I'll at least consider it right now. Uh, he, he says he wanted to get a PS5 first, and now it's different because of Halo. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I can see that. Um, although most people, the first footage of the campaign we saw turned most people off. Yeah, but Halo it's been a pretty good turnaround. I mean, yeah. Well, they, then the, the second one that they showed looked a lot better. Yeah, they went uh, They went back and, I mean, you can't say they didn't take the feedback on board. That's true. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. I think that's it for Game Face episode 281. Thanks for riding along with us. I know there were no huge games in today's episode, and you, usually you guys expect us to deliver our takes on the biggest games. That should be back next week. I don't know when I'm getting Halo, what the embargo is going to be for Halo, but hopefully it'll be in next week's episode because if not, it's going to end up in our Game of the Year episode, and that's always awkward, Mm -hmm. where we do like the first 30 minutes is kind of a game phase, and then we transition into Game of the Year. I'd like to keep them discreet and separate if we can, but we'll see how all the timing works out with embargoes and things like that. Um, but thanks for sticking around. I know this wasn't like one of those episodes that you guys were all waiting for us to launch the stream and blah, 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 because it was a slow week in games. But And it was a slow week for us, too. It was Thanksgiving for us. It was Thanksgiving for the industry and Thanksgiving for a lot of you guys as well. Uh, so I think you understand that it uh, takes a little while for things to start ramping up again. Probably would have helped if our show was on Thursday or Friday this week, but um, you guys are used mm-hmm. to showing up on Tuesday, and so are we. Um, let's see. Before we get going... Holidays are here again. Please subscribe with Twitch Prime. Right now I'm talking to the people on YouTube because you're watching the show for free. We're also very nice about the ads in the show on YouTube. Like we have an ad like once every 25 or 30 minutes in the show instead of like every five minutes like most YouTube videos. We try to take care of you guys. Now it's your turn to take care of us a little bit. Please subscribe with Twitch Prime. It costs you nothing. You're going to watch this show for three hours this week. While you're doing it, just go. And I know you're not doing it because it's the same people who are doing it every month. I get the list of everybody who subscribes with Twitch Prime. And it's the same people. It's all the people from sifted.net who are doing it. So please take a minute and subscribe with Twitch Prime. It's not hard. The destructions, the instructions are down below. The destructions are down below. <laughs> just do it. That's you can too help far. Too far. You can help us down out so much. It's the holidays. Come on. Please, um, if you're trying to help, if you are like a subscriber or a patron, you want to help us out for Christmas, just go to sifted.net slash donate. Literally, it's a page where you just type in the exact amount of money you want to give us and then pay with a PayPal account or a credit card account. You can give us a million dollars. You can give us one dollar. All of it matters. All of it makes a difference. Again, it's the holidays. Just like everybody else, it's very expensive, especially for me. I got to fly home to the East Coast and blah, blah, blah. You guys get it. Um, if you can't do any of that, at least review the show on like iTunes or Google Play or iHeartRadio or Spotify. Just anything. Can you do anything? Is it too <laughs> much to ask, Matt? Apparently. Is it? Like, I don't get it. Like, 
do we need to say smash the like button and all that stupid shit? Do we got to say that or will you just do it? Ring the bell. Ring the bell? Like, do I have to tell you to do that? Or you should just be like, hey, these guys are giving us three hours of entertainment every week. Maybe I should just smash the stupid ass button. (laughs) If you can't tell, my patience is wearing really thin. Mm. It's not that hard. It's really not. If you want to see the show, keep going. We need money. It costs money to do this. This studio costs money. Mac is paid on and on. It's not free. So please help us out. I don't understand why it's so hard. And again, I know the people on YouTube are not doing it because I know every name on the list and they're all from Sifted. So just please freaking do it. I hate begging, but it's like, I feel like I've reached the end of my rope. Like we need help and no one seems to want to help. So I'm just laying it out there. It's the holidays, at least this month. Could you do it? That'd be awesome. If even half of the people who watch our show on YouTube, the, just this show, I'm not even talking about Pactor Factor, just Game Face. If half the people every month would do Twitch Prime, we'd have enough money to do another two episodes of Game Face a week. I could pay Matt to come in and do another episode. It's not that hard. It's not, it shouldn't be that hard to get enough people to do it. It's free. It doesn't cost you a penny. It's discouraging that I work so hard on this show every week, all week, and somebody won't go and click a link? The hell? Again, if you can't tell, I'm at the end of my rope. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) there's my little mini tirade. It's in time before December, so I don't feel guilty Mm -hmm. about it. In December, it's like I I put the gloves on. We got to sneak that one in before Advent. (laughs) Exactly. Before I close, open the next little door on my advent calendar. Eat your CBD chocolate. Cause you gotta chill. <laughs> That's probably what I need. I need a CBD chocolate right away. Um, anyway, um, how else can you help us? You can share it on Twitter. You can share our show on Facebook. I like Cinetech's idea. Tax Pactor every week. He hasn't set the PS5 up. <laughs> That's true. Fifty bucks he, every, like, every he week. Are, he does the PS5. more than his share, man, to help sifted. He has gone above and beyond a billion times. Sondland says someone just linked a pact of SD, the NPD episode in the Double Fine Discord. Oh, really? I don't know what that means, but uh, Double Fine. <laughs> like, most places has a Discord. It's like an official sponsored. Discord no, I get server, that, so. but I don't understand why that matters. Uh, means eyes will be on it. Oh, someone's sharing the episode. Great, thank you. If it was you, that's awesome. Yeah, someone, someone's, someone, double fine. We'll see that episode now, probably. Yep. Um, okay, I think that's it. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, and you should, I'm at Dinfire. If you want to find Matt on Twitter, you definitely should. He's at M Kyle. As I've said like four times throughout the episode now, um, you got to follow Sifted on Twitter if you want to know what's going on, especially if you're on YouTube. And you're just watching the show for free. You're watching Pactor Factor for free. You want to know when you can ask Pactor Factor questions. In fact, I wish you guys would all do this so you wouldn't keep asking questions in the comments for the episodes. (laughs) It's really crazy. But if you follow Sifted on Twitter, you will know when we're asking for questions and you can just reply to the tweet instead of putting them in just random episodes of Pactor Factor throughout the the month or whatever. Um, But follow Sifted at Sifted Games on Twitter. Um, and if you really just want to help us, the best thing you can do is pledge to our Patreon at patreon.com slash sifted. That's sifted, S-I-F-T-D, without the E. 
Um, and you can pledge as much or as little as you want. And we have a bunch of awesome tiers there and a bunch of rewards. Uh, just now getting the new shirts made for the t-shirt tier. Uh, getting new stickers made right now for the sticker shock tier. All that stuff should be going out soon. So right now is a great time to bump up your pledge to a higher level to get those rewards. Um, and I think that's it. I have surgery on Friday. So right now I would say I'm 85% sure we'll have a show on Tuesday. Maybe a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is just a scope, and I do not think I'm being put under. So I think I'll be all right. Uh, but again, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Sifted Games, and that way you'll know if the show is actually happening on Tuesday or not. Packer should give you the PS5 back so you can use it as a footrest. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, thanks to everybody who was on the chat today. You are truly our biggest fans, and we love you guys so much. You, even with this episode that didn't have a ton of big games in it, you guys were right there until the end asking great questions and being encouraging. Uh, we appreciate you guys very, very much. We appreciate mm-hmm. everyone who gives us anything on our Patreon. We appreciate all our sifters there's, at there's sifted.net. What do you say? There's a subscription from a name I've never seen. Dyson Path. Thank you very much for Twitch Prime, man. That's awesome. We appreciate it. I think I saw somebody else sneak one in here. Yep, Emperor Dread. Thank you for Twitch Prime. You guys are all awesome. All you guys on here are amazing, by the way. You guys are all the shit. Let's just be honest. You're here every Tuesday riding along with us, uh, making the show better, which I think is really important. Our chat is really good, really mature. Um, You never see people flaming each other. It's awesome. You guys are just a great group of people. So, on behalf of Matt Kyle, I'm Shane Satterfield. I think I'll see you next Tuesday. Game Face is up and out.